please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. Cause it's been one of those days. What's up, player? Do 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 do. Call the cops. There's a plant singing. That's the name of the van, you freak. Oh, she like Mr. Bean? Mrs. Burrito. I find you so asexual. Use it, use it. Don't me, Frankenstein. It's the fastest hour in podcasting. This is Never Not Funny. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Pardo. Hello, everybody. Indeed, yes. Welcome to the program, episode 2710. The 27th episode is uh, coming up in about 17 episodes. Uh, in fact, not, it won't exist. We only do 25 or 26 per season. Uh, 27 is the season number. And uh, this is the 10th episode of that season, The Decade. This is the Decade episode of the 27th season. Seasons change. We learned that from Expose. Uh, Good morning. That's what we wanted, right? Me just (laughs) coughing up my face into a microphone. Sure. Uh, Welcome to the program, guys. A a windy, blustery Los Angeles day out there. I did see some images on Facebook about uh, some of my uh, family and friends back in Chicago. They woke up to a, a light dusting of snow on their lawns and and cars and such and boy am i glad that i don't live there anymore um so uh, uh i'll take this wind any day man this is a winnie the pooh day i'm gonna go out i'm gonna get my head stuck in a tree and <laughs> also uh maybe put some honey into my tea and then uh hang around with a kid named christopher robin and wonder what the fuck why can't he find real friends that's what i'm gonna do uh-huh. that was my takeaway from winnie the pooh sad right why is that guy hanging out with piglet and, and, and bears go find a human being you fucking weirdo Who are you dr doolittle it, can I speak for? Uh, I'll speak for the rural. Let me just say this: accent on the wrong syllable for. <laughs> Go ahead, Doctor Dunun. Uh, I grew up uh, in the middle of nowhere, and uh, there were no children, no other kids my age within uh, probably twenty miles of my house. Uh, and that's I, that's what I always assumed Christopher Robin's issue was: is that uh, he's just he's a he's a country boy. He doesn't know uh, doesn't have any uh, peers nearby. It's got to let me backtrack what I just said, Matt Bell, uh, based on what you just said and also thinking it through uh, who wouldn't want to be friends with a talking bear. What a ridiculous <laughs> statement that I made earlier. Of course, if a bear came into my home with his head stuck into a honey pot and said, hey, a little help, I'm going to be friends with that guy for life. I'm going to hang out with him. You don't think I want to hang out with Paddington every goddamn day. I'm, uh, I'm awake. Yeah, he's the best. You know what I mean? You, the guy overflows the bathtubs and we go surfing. I'm in. In fact, Paddington kind of makes Winnie the Pooh look like a piece of shit by comparison. I mean, nobody. Well, there's no question. I don't want to hang out with Winnie the Pooh after I see Paddington and how fun he is. Matt, let's rank. And by the way, this could be season three of Jimmy's Records of Tapes where we rank bears on a regular basis. <laughs> All right. You got Paddington. If you're talking bears, you got to go number one. You got to go Paddington. Yeah. Uh, Winnie the Pooh's in there somewhere. Yogi is in there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, who else you got? You got the guys over there at... Uh, uh, Disneyland, right? The Bearsville band, or whatever the hell that is. Is that Disneyland? Uh, well, they, they, they've been removed. The country bears? Haven't they been removed from the Splash Mountain? For, uh, Are they removed? Why? Because they're hillbillies or something? Offensive? Well, they, they removed... They're, they're re-theming Splash Mountain uh, because it was all based on Song of the South. Right. Uh, and I think those were bears those bears were, in Song of the South. Well, those bears are in that ride somewhere. I don't know mm. if they is were it a Brer, Briar Bear or something. Isn't that? Oh, yeah. maybe that Bre- is. Yeah, it, yeah, Briar Bear. Yeah. 
uh, the Baron, the Berenstains or whatever they're called. Oh, well then, then, then you get into a whole multi, uh, multi multiverse issue that no one wants to yeah. get into anymore. I, I certainly don't. I yeah. don't want to Mandela that thing. So let's get those guys completely uh, out of the story. They're not in my top five. Anyway, they're not in my top five talking bears. They're not even going to be close. Now well, you would be smoking. Smokey's in there. Cause he cares about safety and the environment. Yeah. Only you. I think I don't know if he would be my number one bear, but probably the coolest bear I can think of is Sugar Bear. Uh, that guy was very smooth. Like, he skateboarded, uh, didn't he? He did all sorts of things over the years. I, I think originally the concept was that he was a pimp, but uh, but he, he did pimping out cereal. <laughs> yeah, the guy from the, the cereal. He, he, right. If you watch the early ones, he's just he's he's definitely a pimp. But then later he was kind of skateboarding and doing more children's oriented activities. I think. I I will say this that I uh, I'm not suggesting because I've I've said this way too many times over the years that it's quote unquote the funniest thing you've ever said in 15 years but I will say the my favorite thing you've ever said maybe is in response to Elliot asking if he skateboarded he's done many things over the years <laughs> as if we're having a real conversation about a guy that's taken up many hobbies that's, and that was a very one of Sugar Bear's many activities yeah I hate I hate to take it to this but uh, I think we're in, hopefully we're in the home stretch of this guy being on our minds. Uh, it was a very Donald Trump way to respond. He's done all sorts of things over the years. Like it was just a very <laughs> blustery, v- vague statement about Sugar Bear. Uh, very strongly, we're very strongly looking into Sugar Bear. We're, there's a lot of talk <laughs> about Sugar Bear. Uh, by the way, if you if you need, and again, this is the last, this is our last free episode that goes out before the election. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if you watch that sixty minutes thing last night, uh, we're recording on Monday here. If you watch that, or just in general, if you see that five people from Pence's uh, office uh, have COVID and they're still all going around campaigning, not giving a shit. If you need any more clue that they don't care about you, you're stupid. You're dumb. And at a time where we should be maybe even to use Garen's fright techniques and, and live in a uh, scared and, and, and put my uh, head in the sand like an ostrich because I'm scared of the world. Um, uh, if there's at a time where we may we lock we should be locking down maybe again in this country in many places for them to be out gallivanting is so ignorant and so irresponsible and if you still back those people i'm not kidding anymore i'm begging you go out to your car and start it up and suck on that muffler let's go end it I hear it will end COVID for you. That actually oh, is sure. one of the proposed cures: <laughs> sucking mufflers. Look, if I look, if I said if Donald Trump was at one of my comedy shows, he would have heard that and goes, uh, "They're very strongly talking about now muffler sucking." <laughs> Many people are saying the muffler sucking is working. To think, imagine thinking that guy, that guy's your hero. You find him strong, and a woman asked him questions, and he and he walks out like a fucking infant who can't handle being you know, questioned. What a Mm-hmm. Zero that guy is, but then be like, oh, Trump there is, but man, oh, fuck. Oh, here you go. Oh, I got so many things to say. I don't want to offend anybody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank God you stopped short of that. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, I voted over the weekend. I went, and, uh, mm. I went to the uh, forum. It used to be called the Great Western Forum here in Los Angeles, where the uh, Lakers used to play back in the day. Right now, the Clippers play there, if I'm not mistaken. Nope. Uh, no, where do the Clippers play now? They also play in the Staples Center. They, they sh- still do. They, they still share it. They huh? share it. Uh, there was maybe some proposal of building an, a new place adjacent because now the SoFi Stadium is is in that Inglewood uh, across the street from the Forum. There was maybe talk of them going back. The, the Clippers going to the Forum. They were never in the Forum in the first place. But maybe, no, they were through what the Coliseum. What was that called? This yeah, the the Los Angeles. What was it called? The it was like the Los Angeles Sports Arena. It had some like generic. It. Yeah, name. it was not the, oh, Coliseum. the sports arena. It was like but it next was very door much to like the Coliseum. A, it was like a high school gym. It was like a giant 
version of a high school gym. It wasn't uh, no bells and whistles like yeah. the many stadiums. It was very, very fitting for uh, Donald Sterling, who used to own the Clippers and was just incredibly cheap and uh, did everything he could to run that team into the ground <laughs> uh, before uh, speaking, he was, was taken racist. away from him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Be- before it was forcibly taken away from him for being a, a horrible human being. Um, uh, so I went to the forum, voted. Yeah. Um, uh, day one of early voting here in Los Angeles uh, and uh, easy peasy, man. It was um, very well run. The staff was terrific, all masked and, and shielded up. And uh, somebody would vote. And the, literally, that person was not one step away from the voting booth. And somebody was in there wiping it all down. Um, so it was I touch felt screens. safe and comfortable the entire time. What, Matt? It was touch screens. It was the touch screen. Yeah. yeah okay. Mm. Uh, and they provided gloves. If you wanted gloves, mm-hmm. they would provide gloves. They provide, you know, they provided masks as well. But I mean, I don't, you really couldn't get where the masks were. You, I don't know how anybody would get that far without already having been told, Hey, where's your mask? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, you know, although maybe they offered it in the front too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, my, my understanding, by the way, is that the state of California has begrudgingly said that uh, if you don't want to wear a mask you don't have to but there's like another space like like they wouldn't be in your line but there's a spot there must have been a spot somewhere in the forum where if somebody didn't want to wear a mask they could wow because you cannot prevent somebody from voting like that would be a poll tax right yeah yeah oh that's interesting uh well i didn't say any of that everybody was uh, masked up everybody have felt great six feet apart uh went well and i'll tell you and look i've said this i'm gonna say this with the uh just to press that Dame Trump, just fuck good. Because <laughs> you, well, you press it when you say no, you press the one you don't. You press you all press the ones the you, don't you don't want. want. I, right. I assume it's just, you know, mark no on everybody next to. Uh, uh, but I will. I, I've said this every day. We've been doing this show now since 2006. So we've had many in election, 2008, mm-hmm. 12, 16. Now this one. Um, and I was talking with Danielle about it in that the the last four of this one, including this one, the last four elections have been so emotional. Mm-hmm. You know, the 2006 or 2008, rather, was uh, first black president. Mm-hmm. 2012, let's make sure he sticks around. 2016, mm-hmm. first woman president. Mm-hmm. And let's avoid this nightmare. And this one is let's fix the nightmare. Like, so mm-hmm. it's not like when I was, I would walk in Cavalier and they go, maybe I'll go for Ross Perot. What the fuck? What the, you know, <laughs> doesn't matter what weird white guy runs this country. Like, it, it, mm-hmm. these are so emotional. Like, I, I literally, I, I get choked up. Mm-hmm. I just... Uh, I feel I'm doing my my civic duty, and uh, I love it. I look around, I make eye contact with everybody as if we're all. The, and I don't I don't know who they're voting for. I assume everybody yeah. at, at the Great Western Forum, considering that uh, I am one of one white person voting at that time. <laughs> I assume that all those folks are voting for Joe Biden, and uh, you know you kind of make this connection with them, you know, uh, non verbally, and you look, and there's just uh, there's a, you know the pride in everybody's face about voting, and then. Yeah. You get in your car and you weep. You just <laughs> I do miss. I, I I missed that part of it because I I did the the thing with the you know you fill it out at home and then you just drop it in a box. But uh, and I was feeling like I wish I could go into a, a booth, but it just didn't feel. I, first of all, I wanted to get my vote in like as early as possible, and then I did the thing like Elliot did and and explained uh, last week or two weeks ago about tracking it and and I did yeah. I did find I got the text last Thursday or something that I my thing was received and my my vote is counted which feels good but I was like yeah it's it's that communal experience was lost a little bit although I will say when Elise and I and the kids walked to the library to to drop the thing in the box there were at least two other there was a couple also doing it and then another person showed up 
so there was a little bit of like a community like hey this is great and and the couple they were like doing a photo shoot like for instagram or something where there was like they were like they actually were there first but when and they were taking pictures and when, when they saw us they stepped aside and they were like go ahead we're gonna be here for a while i was like what, what exactly are you doing like, what kind of what kind of elaborate staged event is happening at this box like what, other than opening it and putting the thing in what can you possibly do but they were That's, they were into it and it was nice to have a little bit of a like acknowledgement with a stranger like hey we're doing this right let's 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 do it yeah it's great danielle did that on saturday i went to the forum and danielle went down to the box mm-hmm. and uh did that um and uh you know of course as we all do post a photograph of it to prove to the world that you did it and uh, i think I that in think the next election that's going to become your actual ballot is the uh, the, the <laughs> social media post of you doing it i hope so because uh, everybody's doing it everybody yeah. post their picture hey, look i got my sticker we all proudly wear that sticker yeah uh when when i dropped mine off at the box i was doing uh, a thing for the neighborhood council to like promote voting and make sure they knew where the closest box was and all that sort of stuff and when I got there, there was a guy, uh, like I want to say, camped out in his minivan, with a curtain over the over the uh, the window of the sliding door. And I don't know what he was saying, but when I was trying to shoot the video, he there was I all I heard was it sounds like Mushmouth from the uh, <laughs> a little yeah. bit blabba dabba dabba, flabba dabba dabba. Cosby Kids. Is that, is that Cosby Kids? Is that who that is? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I look. Either it had nothing to do with me, although it seemed to happen every time I started shooting, <laughs> or this guy was like, like basically anti Instagram would mm. be my would be my take uh, on okay, it, and okay. like he saw something like that, and like what what do you you know stop it? But the funny thing was. Every time I looked over, I saw I saw the whatever kind of towel or whatever he had hanging, like go back down. So he was only doing it when I wasn't looking at him. Oh, so you think he uh, was he was like intentionally audio bombing your video? I think so. Uh-huh. I think so. But he was far enough away that I don't like I don't think he thought it through. Mm-hmm. Like I think you need to be maybe fifty feet closer. You know, well, can I ask you this question? Yeah. And uh, it, it, the hopes that uh, I get an answer. Okay. Uh, do you think that was Gary? <laughs> no it was not gary all right how's gary doing you got an update on gary uh yeah gary is uh, gary uh was able to uh it's a whole long thing but basically i called the la county department of health and they came by <laughs> and interviewed him oh and he went with them uh and uh, he came back the next day he seemed when i spoke with him on the phone he seemed more even keeled i also managed through some detective work to get a hold of one of his relatives in sacramento Oh. And uh, so, and they they spoke very highly of him. He was a very nice man. He would always come up whenever there's a birthday or something like that, and and you know, uh, and so they I connected them together uh, so that he knew that things were going on, and so hopefully that will that will help him out as well. So he was having some he was having some serious trouble, honestly, and I think right. I think this this actually helped. And you know, if you make some phone calls, you can find out whether or not there's uh, there's somebody in the city or the county or whatever that that can assist you when you don't know what the hell to do, which I didn't know what the hell to do. Well, that was uh, that was very nice of you to do that. Um, yeah. In addition to probably having to do it because you're the manager of the complex, but also as a human being, that was nice that you took the time. You could have easily just went. Yeah, not my problem. Not my problem. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'll I, just call I the cops. toilets. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you uh, definitely went above and beyond. Like that's uh, like mental health care is is not part of your job description. <laughs> no, it's not. But I mean, I don't know. Look, part of it is mentally a little bit selfish because when I think about my dad. 
he had his wife, so therefore when, when everything went wrong for him, he had her. I don't have somebody here to, to help me. So it's one of those things where Gary didn't have anybody to help him, and, and you know, he needed it. So there you go. Uh, this is completely off topic, but is there a reason why Garen's sitting underneath a light that's supposed to keep the French fries hot? <laughs> why, why does he have a red light that... Uh, I think it's, uh, that's his new tanning it's, bed. <laughs> I think it's because of when the screen changes, it it's casting other light on me, so it's making it look red. What, are, white balance are you not doing... Uh, what are you doing for view? Are you doing gallery view? What are you doing for... I have it on speaker view. So oh, I, go, uh, go gallery, Garen, and make it really tiny. Yeah, Doug. But gets tiny, and then put a white uh, put a white background up. That that will that will help. That'll help because what you're doing now is awful. <laughs> well, I like, to, I, I, I like to see you guys. That's why I keep it like that. So I'm so I'm seeing what you guys are. You know. I can see you just fine, which is why I'm talking about how awful you look. <laughs> <laughs> and literally, you're the size of a not. You're not even as big as a business card on my screen. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go up to this big website here and make it bigger i guess we should uh, we should give the free listener a little update on garen's uh yeah let's uh, oh, that's that's thank you uh, matt i was actually thinking about doing that after we come back from the break and we went oh, okay. on the horn but the, i think i think you're right let's do it now since we're talking in with garen now garen Carkle, of course was uh should have should should have been in michigan at the moment um where where by the way his video was never better when he was in michigan True. video was fantastic yeah. sound was fantastic lighting he, his personality was fantastic. His uh, disposition was fantastic. So, for by all means, stay here, you sad sack fuck. Uh, Garen has uh, now. All joking aside, Garen did post a thing on Facebook and other places that uh, this was a hard decision for him to uh, make. But he is staying here in uh, California. You have decided not to move. Um, I have to assume this is a temporary decision. You'll come to your senses. But uh, what <laughs> is going on, Garen, for those that don't uh, follow you on uh, Facebook or muted you, like I'm sure many, many people have? I'm sure, um, with, with good reason. What, um, uh, walk people through uh, what's going on and, and why you have not uh, followed through on anything. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'll start by telling you guys, A, my one of my biggest regrets about about not going is that I cannot use the I'm now in Northeast Sherman Oaks joke oh. that I had. Why didn't you save chamber. it? You, you should have saved that just as a, a little little nugget that you had in your back pocket for if you ever do go back. In fact, for that reason alone, I think you should follow through and do it just for that right. joke on a weekly basis. Uh, no, but sir, it, it the entire time I was playing this trip, it did not or this move it it was going wrong like. Mm. And nothing was working right. And then finally, the day of the move, the movers we had hired to help us pack the thing um, bailed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they're like, oh, we're not coming. You're out of our area. I'm like, well, you couldn't have told me this yesterday when I confirmed with you guys? And that makes no blah, blah, blah. sense to me whatsoever. It, it's it's stupid. And then I found out my my friend Eric's got health concerns that, that having him drive me across the country would have been very selfish if i may once again though why wasn't that disclosed days mm. earlier because he's you know that's you know he doesn't show weakness that's the modern american man i'm not, i can't show weakness i'm not you know whatever but so and, and you're saying, uh, uh, saying eric's a trumper <laughs> that's what it sounds like. no i'm just saying that really he is. puts him he puts himself uh, behind everything else like mm-hmm. if he can help somebody that's what he's gonna do you know what i mean he's gonna keep which isn't necessarily toxic or anything, but, and then besides that, I was literally having like emotional breakdowns 
almost on a daily basis. So it's like, it, it just, and once this kind of happened and then Eric and my other friends sat me down and were like, this isn't going right. What are you doing? It, it just kind of was like, you're right. I don't, this, this, this whole thing is, is it, it's making me crazy. And it's, it's not, I, I was in a very unhealthy place for the past few weeks. Yeah. 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 So would it, you say it was just ill-conceived? Like you had this idea uh, and you like impulsively were like, okay, I'm just going to do it. And the, 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 yeah. the, the machine, the, the, the ball started rolling and, and you just didn't, uh, it wasn't, uh, planned out the right way. It, 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 that and it, and it, I think there was a lot of, of fear to it too, that I was just like, I, this isn't for me anymore. I should just run. I should just go. So you felt like you were running away from, from things instead of, uh, I, I think there was a lot to it. And, and I was and I'm like, this is, the, I'm here and this is home now. So I'm not going home. I was going back to Michigan, mm-hmm. you know, where my, yeah, my family's there, but my family was there for the 20 years I lived there and I never felt at home. But mm-hmm. Garen, you build cars for a living. It doesn't Detroit make the most sense for you. <laughs> <laughs> There's a man that gets under the hood and tinkers with the carburetor and such. Is that under the hood, by the way? Is that, I don't know where, sure. I don't know where the carburetor yeah. is. That, yeah. Is that? Where's the catalytic converter? That's underneath the car, correct? That's in the bottom of the car somewhere. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Go ahead, Karen. Yeah, you know, it just, it, it was a, it was a, and then I was starting to feel like I was, I was letting everybody down and I was on both sides and it, this whole, it was a huge, like when the, when the movers bailed, I was like, I literally screamed, fuck it. I'll pack the U-Haul myself. And I stormed out of my apartment. So clearly I was not in the right yeah. mindset for any so, of this. Sounds like to me, it sounds like something all of us would have said. <laughs> also, yeah. uh, maybe all of us would have just done. <laughs> okay. You have roommates and friends. You all probably could have packed that you, you all yourself. Yeah. They, nobody was around. Th- this okay. whole thing has been with occasional help from, from Eric has been me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's, 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 you know. Well, look, but I, Aaron, it, it, it's we're, we're in a stressful time anyway with the pandemic. So it's a little bizarre. I would I would imagine emotionally to be packing things up in the middle of this yeah. to your point without a lot of help, because like the three of us couldn't come over to help you because yeah, we're in the middle no. of a pandemic. Right. Uh, now, I will tell you this when the pandemic lifts. I'm still not available there for that. <laughs> but Elliot is, I got that torn labor. I can't lift a box, but you know, you know what? I'll come over and be fun around you guys. I'll be fun. That yeah, you could entertain supervise. us. I mean, because I think I, I think I speak for everyone else in the Zoom when I say the second we're able to, we will be moving you out of Los Angeles. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're, you're moving. Don't unpack those boxes. Put them aside. This, have them on standby. Yeah. And the second that we are all we have that shot in our arm, uh, yeah. you're on that U-Haul. I, I will tell you, though, in all seriousness, if I do this again, you guys have my full permission to A, fire me and B, curb stomp me. <laughs> Because I'm not curb stomping anybody. I, I, I don't like. Yeah, I don't like. I, no. I, I get no joy in even imagining curb stomping someone. Right, then no curb stomping. But you can. I don't get can. any joy in firing you. I need you to quit. Do you understand <laughs> that? <laughs> you have put us in a position where we can never fire you. Your Facebook posts alone make us the the worst people in the world if we ever got rid of you. We're, we're fucked. Do you understand that? You fucked us. I finally have job security. <laughs> you cannot consider this job security. You cannot consider the the uh, barely paying your water bill amount of money that we give you. 
Uh, but at the end of the day, it, it did make me it opened my eyes to a lot of things, and I'm I'm taking steps to fix my brain. Good. I've got an appointment well, I mean, with my doctor for, to get a therapist and stuff, and I'm yeah. So, Garen, if I may, and I know this is not a, you know look, we talk about our lives on here, so I'm uh, I'll ask you. In addition to therapy, I don't think it would be a bad idea for a life coach, and I don't believe in life coaches, but I think you're a guy that maybe could use a month of one. I, hmm. I'm not opposed to anything. Any of that stuff. I'll check it all out. We'll see I think that would be somebody that just, uh, you know, uh, look, it's not me. I don't know. I don't know how to live. I'm barely living my life. I'm barely <laughs> figuring my shit out. But somebody that, like, ha- you know, that does that, that has the brain for that, might be able to guide you a little bit. Like, you go, look, I'm fucking lost. I don't know where I'm going anymore. The three idiots yeah. I work with on a regular basis for the very little money they give me are three stooges. <laughs> and I need somebody that's going to help me. The one guy that has it together is Elliot, and he's a robot. He's not helpful emotionally. <laughs> Matt's got two kids. He's busy, and Pardo's a clown. I need somebody, and Eric, apparently, too much of a man to help emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> he's got that heart problem. That's not a bad idea. Somebody, somebody can guide me somewhere. I think but it's not you know, a bad I've idea. Had, I've had a lot of great messages a lot of people reaching out it's been eye-opening and 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 very helpful so i'm very appreciated everybody it's 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 i keep saying it's like a new day i just have to make sure i'm following through with what i want to do so well you know we are here for you as we've said in many an email and text and um i've left many many heartfelt goodbyes what's that (laughs) and and Heartfelt, loving goodbyes for no reason. <laughs> Again. <laughs> yes. I made a video for you. <laughs> Again. Well, I didn't do it the second time. Carol oh, Asher made a song for you. Yeah. God, it's so good, though. Isn't it great? <laughs> Elliot, just make it. one video that's kind of evergreen. It doesn't have any specificity or time or day, anything. Oh. So you could just deploy it whenever necessary. I, look, the original the original video, which which is underscored by, I believe, the, um, the Incredible Hulk theme. Yes. <laughs> Yes, uh, I c- it is it is as true today as <laughs> it was. Great, it is great. originally. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit heavier in that one, though. We might need to reshoot it. It makes sense too because of all the rage that Garen's been describing the, the way he the way he <laughs> yeah. exploded on his apartment building after the uh, there you it, go. the movers said they weren't coming. Matt, did you hear what he said? He said, "Fuck it, I'll do it myself." Uh, this mean, guy says, "Like my headphones almost fell off." I was so blown away by that. That was crazy. Bill O'Reilly it. over here. <laughs> uh, this dude is well, on I mean, another level. It, <laughs> it, jokes aside, it's been I, I've been in a in a in a darker place than I've been since i was a kid to be honest so wow i not to bring it down or anything but just i I don't like it and i don't want i think going back there would have exasperated all of that so garen if i may if i could jump in on this i I think also you need to get a and i i'm not your father i'm just talking you need to get a job so that you're around people you know you're, you're, you're so isolated there with the same group of folks and you need to get out and and you know, wear your mask, be safe, get behind uh, plastic or, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> plexiglass. Uh, plexiglass. Thank you. I couldn't think of the word. And, and seriously, I- interact with other human beings so that you, A, you're getting fresh air and you're out and you're seeing the sun. You're not just walking your dogs and so on and so forth. I think that is so important to yeah. your mental well-being. And, yeah. and I may be being a little cynical here, but I, I kind of feel like this is a good time to do that if you are willing to do that. I know that a lot of people, they need to get work, and so they're going to do whatever they need to do. But I'm sure there's a lot of folks who, if they have the opportunity to make the choice, will not take on a, a job. 
that might actually be an opportunity to find some things. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I th- <clears throat> You're not wrong. I, I do think like, you know, when you have a, a place that you are supposed to be and, and people who are relying on you, it, it changes your, your brain a little bit because mm-hmm. you have a purpose and then to, you just, you, you build on that. It doesn't have to be some massive, you know, you don't have to be, uh, you know, secretary of state or anything. You just <laughs> something, something that is a, a, a one step towards like feeling like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm doing something important with my life. And, uh, and I'm too, honestly, just too busy to worry about, uh, uh, you know, or, or to be wallowing in my own uh, stuff. Cause we all, we've all been there before. Yeah. You know, I will say yeah. this. I, 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 as we know on this, uh, I, I don't really talk about my other than Danielle and Oliver and, you know, I don't really talk about my family, you know what I mean? Like my dad, brother, cousins, so on and so forth. Um, that you, my, my, my thought, I was always like, they didn't sign up to be part of my act. They're not the sweat hogs and Gabe <laughs> Kaplan's talking about them. You know, that's, I, I, you know, I had some, you know, anyway, so I don't really discuss them, but I do have a cousin and it, it, that relates to this who not unlike Garen, a little rudder, rudderless and a little, you know, has aspirations and so on and so forth, but doesn't know how she fits in. And, um, has now had a job for two months and is it changed her life she is uh feeling better than ever and um uh and again leaving the apartment being around other human beings all of that has made a world of difference so um um i was uh, talking to another family member about that family member because uh i don't talk to that family member directly because they may or may not vote for trump but uh (laughs) um I, uh, through the game of telephone, I hear that person's doing well, uh, by just get, literally just going, you know what, I got to do something here and went and got a, a job that isn't a crazy high paying job, but it's something that then gives them as much a purpose mm-hmm. in addition to, you know, you're writing and doing this and so on and so forth. So I think that, uh, something for you to think about is my point. Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't I can... be surprised if I end up back at the bookstore. Let's get you in there when they yeah. have more spots open books of the we'll, future. We'll see. It, I do think, <laughs> I mean, are. just from my perspective, I don't know how you felt about it, but from my perspective, it seemed like you were in a better place mentally when you were working there. And I know obviously COVID changed everything. So like, you can't just say, yeah, just go right back there. It's a, it's a totally different scenario than it was when you were working there. But, uh, yeah, but it's still, uh, you had people that you worked with and you, you had, a you know, it just, it, it just adds something to your life that, uh, I don't know. I, I think it's, I think it's good for your mental health for anybody's mental health to have. Hey, before we go to break, yeah. I do have a quick question. I mean, but they have bookstores in Michigan, right? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I mean, don't. there's a couple, there's a couple. Surely some people read there. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's take a break. Well, Gary, you know, of course, we're, we're here for you. All, all ball Absolutely. busting aside, because that's what our show is. But at the same time, our show also has heart. Uh, we are here for you, as you know. And um, I, you know, there's, a, there's a chance that on the last episode, uh, I will take responsibility. But I think Matt and, and uh, also we maybe were a little we didn't understand how uh, dark of a place mm. you were in. And we were kind of just uh, uh, no. maybe uh, punching you in the kidneys when maybe that wasn't the right time. And so I know you guys are don't, don't even. Uh, this you you guys bring a normalcy to me that i was i'm not getting anywhere else so that's nothing nothing you guys have ever done or said has been too much <laughs> you're Don't just you're basically it. describing a, an abusive relationship yeah yes. like no i the, the familiarity oh, wait, of you guys kicking right. the shit out of me is <laughs> I, I just, what i, I need it. right clearly now. <laughs> it was something that i needed and i deserved uh please <laughs> 
we're talking about the isolation files, by the way, because like we oh, that was the isolation files that because yeah. that was the thing we did oh, two yeah, 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 yeah. two yeah. episodes in the parking lot where we were like giving air hugs and tearful goodbyes to Garen, <laughs> and then uh, we get this text message: "Hey guys, I'm not leaving." And then we then we had to do the isolation files on Thursday. And uh, and it was weird because we knew that people were going to hear that before they heard the Rich Summer episode where we were saying goodbye to Garen. <laughs> but we were also very like, like, we have to talk about this because Garen's not in a moving truck in Arizona. He's actually here. So, yeah. I, I assume that you contacted Rich Summer immediately because he actually got on the ground and hugged your ankle. <laughs> yeah, he did. Rich Summer, he's sweet. I, I did not contact him directly. No, I should. Uh, um, all right, I'll let him know. No, you can't. I'll always, ch- I'll always cherish that ankle hug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, well, Garen, uh, best of luck. <laughs> oh, he's staying. I mean, I mean, I'm serious, Jimmy, but... Jimmy. He's actually staying. That was, I, I don't know if you heard. He's not leaving. Yeah, but he sounds like he's, a, in a, in a, he's a disaster. He needs luck. <laughs> sure. I'll tell you. All since right. I made this decision, I, my, my, it's like the pressure has been lifted off me. I, it's. Right. You know, obviously I'm not healed by any means. That sounds really reassuring, Elliot. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. I don't buy him. All right. Whatever you do. Guy says he feels better. Right. Whatever. We're good to uh, Hey, before we go to break, uh, by the way, Lewis Black about to join us. Uh, watch Lewis's special over the weekend. Uh, his most recent one. We'll talk about it with him. And uh, very much enjoyed it. Uh, but I also want to remind you that uh, Never Not Funny is now part of Misfit Toys. Uh, Misfit Toys is a uh, comedy co-op that is uh, over there at the Art 19 uh, area. And we've got uh, the great other shows you guys should check out. Of course, our old friend Mike Schmidt with the 40-year-old boy. Uh, Jen Kirkman has her... Uh, what's that? Matt, I, I apologize. I, no I, fun. I, no fun with Jen Kirkman. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the Todd Glass Show. And um, uh, Doug Benson's got a couple of things over there as well. The Doug Loves Movies. And uh, what's the other one? Doug Has a Hat. Wide, what's the other one? <laughs> Wide World of Dugs with Doug Benson and Doug Millard. And I, li- uh-huh. I, li- I like Doug Millard as well. So uh, uh, check and a couple more shows. I think are going to be joining uh, joining us soon. And uh, you know, it's a, just a way for us to uh, kind of talk about other shows that are out there that may not uh, uh, people may not know about, but they're friends of ours that uh, we are uh, excited to be uh, uh, partnered up with. I guess is a good way to say it. And uh, a way for all of us to kind of be in a uh, in this crazy podcast world together uh, when we're all trying to uh, get some listeners while Conan O'Brien and Joe Rogan take all of them from us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we, sh- I, we should have said this last week or whenever it was more relevant, but um, Mike Schmidt, uh, if you know him and love him like we do, uh, did a, a special memorial episode for Eddie Van Halen. If, if you know Mike, you mm-hmm. know that he was a huge Van Halen fan. And so uh, you can go back into his feed and, and find that episode uh, pretty easily and uh, probably worth listening to. I haven't I haven't checked it out my, myself yet, but uh, he wanted to let do everybody you, know there's a special. Do you not have the six days necessary to hear that episode? <laughs> a little busy right now. Uh, also, don't care for Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> uh, I know you don't. Uh, no, you know what's look, bizarre? We talked about that off the air what, right after he died with, with Tony Thaxton. I will say, I, I think Eddie Van Halen's a genius and changed uh, rock music forever. But if seriously, if you can sit through the, uh, what's that song called? Erosion? Eruption. Eruption. <laughs> Erosion. <laughs> if you could nice. see, if there, there's a video online of him live in concert in like 1983 or 84 or whatever, doing a guitar solo during eruption if you can get to the end of that you are a weird person you you are not there's something that's a little bit weird about you that isn't quite right because it's not enjoyable it's what he's doing is technically uh, impressive but very hard to get through and listen to 
Matt, I kind of discussed that in an upcoming, not that song specifically, but I talk about that sort of thing in an upcoming episode of Jimmy's Records and Tapes season two about the just guitar solo and nobody else playing. Yeah. And uh, that comes up in a, in a uh, upcoming episode. And those will be out. Uh, I think we're looking at 2022 now. So they are <laughs> out very soon. However long it takes, Jimmy. However long it takes. Well, listen, we're in a pandemic. Uh, people uh, can't leave their homes. And so certainly this would be a good time for them to edit and put that together. But I understand there's a lot going on. <laughs> the editing has begun. Dude, I'm fucking around. I don't care. Uh, no, no. But here's the thing. For the listener and or viewer, I want to make sure that they are aware that the editing has begun. I, I, I listen, I'm kidding. Uh, all right. Lewis Black is going to be joining us. Let's take a break. Garen's still with us. We're thrilled that he's still around. Uh, he's looking better than ever. Look, he does look happy. That's what I mean by that. Looks great. He's got that glow of the red chicken uh, light on him. And, he was uh, he was always going to still be around. He's just he's still in Los Angeles, which means almost well, you nothing. Had right dreams now. that he was going to bail once he got to Michigan, Matt. You would get busy. You would get a yeah. He would get a job. He'd be busy, and it'd be like you know what, guys, it just doesn't. Make By the sense way, we were very clear about that, right? That the fact that he was while he was going to go to Michigan, oh, yeah. he was still going to be part of the show. Yes. Uh-huh. I cannot tell you how many emails and tweets I got. Going to miss Garen. It, it, it's I, confusing. Yeah, I, I signed a couple too. I'm like, I'm not. It was confusing, and then he made it more confusing by not leaving. <laughs> uh, nothing if not consistent, Matt. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Garen's yes, here. Elliot's here. Matt's here. Uh, Lewis Black's about to join us. Let's take a break. We'll be back more right after this. Matt, the holidays are right around the corner. You know that. You know how a calendar works. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Dashing through the snow, my brother. Are you looking for a way to stay connected with the loved ones during the holidays? Absolutely. Uh, well, let me tell you something. The holidays, certainly during the social distance, can be lonelier than ever, Matt. Mm-hmm. True. Uh, some folks are dealing with that with uh, by using Skylight. Skylight is the perfect gift to connect you with your loved ones during this lonely, sad, socially distant holiday season. Uh, this is a gift that will make your mom, your dad, your grandmother, etc., Feel like he or she is right there with you during the holidays. Now, listen, uh, I'm not going to see my family this ho- uh, holiday. You, you're you are not. No, I'm not. Yeah, it's a, it's a, everyone's going through this now. It's like, how do you uh, how do you see your loved ones that if you don't live in the same house as them or maybe the same state? In my case, yeah. well, and, and in our case, so we've spent the last couple of Christmas Eves together, and uh, yeah. That's not going to be happening. Charlie is, uh, he's already talked about that white elephant thing. He's bummed out about it not happening. We've tried to figure out a way to maybe uh, figure out a way to do that virtually. And uh, we are trying to figure that out. Oh, that'd be fun. Because it would be fun to still figure out a way to (laughs) get gifts and stuff to everybody. And everybody's on a Zoom and Mm -hmm. does it. Or maybe you use your skylight frame. Once you take the photographs and then you send that over. Uh, now, let's, let me walk you through what Skylight Frame is. It is a photo frame that you can update instantly by email from anywhere. A great way to feel close to those you love, even when you're separated. It sets up effortless, effortlessly, uh, which is easier to do than me say, apparently. <laughs> it's, it's, Effortle- it's, it's easier than saying the word effortlessly. That's how easy it is. Sending. Uh, oh, my God. They're going to they're doubling down on effortlessly. Uh, it sets up in just 60 seconds. Uh, just plug it in. Use the touch screen to connect to your wireless network and you enjoy it. Uh, sending photos to Skylight is effortless. Everyone in the family could just email them to your personal Skylight email address and they will pop up in seconds. Multiple people can send photos to the frame. So it's a great way to keep large networks of friends and family in touch. Now, listen, it has a black frame with a white mat. So it looks like a real photo frame that adds a beautiful touch to your to any home. Mm hmm. 
Skylight Frame has a gorgeous 10-inch touch screen. Uh, you can swipe through your photos with a finger or even tap to thank the person who sent the photo. So, Matt, if you send me a photo, I can uh, tap on something and let you know that I uh, liked the photo. That's fun. Yeah, I like that. Uh, now, listen, Skylight Frame has a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you don't like your Skylight, they will offer you a full refund. Uh, and you can preload it with your favorite photos for a personalized gift. Import pictures of you and your uh, significant other, whatever. You, or maybe uh, in my case, maybe I get this for my father. Yep. And uh, I would preload it with a photograph of me and Danielle and Oliver. Right. Uh, maybe with him and his wife, Donna, uh, from when they came out to visit. Hey, here's a photo that you don't have. Great and idea. now you do. Yeah, that's that's a that's the perfect use of this thing. It's kind of like sometimes we will take the kids uh, school pictures you know they get pictures taken at school and then we put those in a frame and send them to our parents for christmas well there are no school pictures this year because there's no school uh not, right. not in person at least so the solution obvious solution would be just get the skylight frame and then we can send whatever picture of the of the kids that we want to it well let me tell you something the customers love this thing uh, in fact one facebook review said this matt this is such an isolating time as we are just trying to keep my, my grandma safe and healthy but this gives her a little glimpse of us every day and then when we talk on the phone she can talk to the boys about the pictures we sent love it see that so it's also giving you something to talk to your uh, to the grandparents about because sometimes that could be a bit of a slog that is worth its not, weight in gold right there yeah <laughs> uh, not not in my son's case of course because he doesn't stop talking but uh, uh <laughs> but yes, other families i can see this being kids, helpful lots of kids have trouble they get they get stage fright on the uh the conference call or the right the, the facetime call whatever the zoom whatever they're using i do know that when my mom or dad would say hey you got to call your grandparents i know i know that i went kicking and streaming because it's like i don't know what to talk to them about yeah. i don't know what to talk to them about they're 150 years older than me i don't we have nothing in common <laughs> right uh, my grandfather, by the way, his uh, his famous line, and if you ask any of my cousins this, they, they would say, hey, what did Grandpa Pardo uh, ask you every time you saw him? How's the car running, kid? <laughs> that that was his go-to for conversation. Huh. Uh, now it would be, uh, hey, the skylight frame is great. I saw a picture of the car. How's that running? So see, it would, get, it would eventually get there. Right. Uh, um, now, listen, as a special offer, you can get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com and enter the code PARDO, P-A-R-D-O. That is right. You get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame uh, just by going to skylightframe.com. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com. And then enter the promo code PARDO and you will get $10 off your Skylight Frame. Skylight Frame! A better way to send a picture. Matt, Fiber Monday is uh, almost upon us. Do you mean Cyber Monday? I mean Fiber Monday because this is the year you invest in your butthole. <laughs> hey, okay. I'm listening. Well, hello. What's that? I'm listening. Well, Hello Tushy has the best deals for your butt this year. Don't get stuck with post-Turkey Day disaster. Protect your pipes with a Hello Tushy bidet. Yeah. Now, we, uh, we, now, you have a Hello Tushy bidet, and we also have a Hello Tushy bidet. I do. Bidet. And we, we talked about it on another ad that we don't like the word bidet so we're i'm i decided to call them ass blasters i don't know if i don't know if uh tushy corporate is a sign off on that but i will personally be calling them ass blasters or just the hello tushy ass blaster well they have not told us not to call it that so uh, i'm gonna wait until they specifically say stop saying that because they're actually bidets but uh, bidet just sounds pretentious and and french and i don't like it sing for bidet that's a stick song um one bidet one but one more bidet i can't even do it 
I I think you I think we should get Weird Al on the phone and we just do a gazillion parodies where the the word uh, eight bidets a week we just change yeah do all, all days to bidet all bidet parodies on album that's a good idea I love the idea now listen hello Tushy we'll cut your toilet paper by eighty percent so it pays for itself and how much TP it saves you. Uh, that's because with Hello Tushy, you don't wipe it all. Hello Tushy is your new hands-free butt buddy. Hello Tushy uh, Ass Blasters. Their attachment comes with a 60-day risk-free happy butt guarantee and a 12-month warranty. So stop wiping your butt and start washing and join the millions of happy Hello Tushy customers right now. Hello Tushy is the perfect gift for the whole a days. I, I, they, I know we're, we've they been love joking. They're fun with words. What's they, that, Matt? They do. They, they love it. But I, I was going to say we've been jo- we were joking around. But I I do want to say it's kind of embarrassing. But I will say I look forward to going to the bathroom now that I have this thing. It's it is so it's it's like I I love the just the technology involved. It's very simple, but it's very effective, and it just makes me. It just feels good. I mean, it's not, not like if I, it feels good physically, but also like emotionally feels good to be cleaning my butt the right way and doing a cl- complete cleanup job instead of uh, I just I think back to my old self and I think, what what were you doing, man? Well, you were a caveman. You're an animal. Yeah, basically. Right. This is uh, well, you know what? This is not like the caveman uh, dipping his ass in a stream. <laughs> That's right. That's, uh, what, what do you what want? Oh, do you want a pile of leaves or do you want the, the waterfall? I want the waterfall to to wipe me down. Now, let me tell you something. Uh, I've talked about this on Never Not Funny, but uh, certain medications for my back, I uh, end up getting a little constipated. Uh, and then recently, uh, I was like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. I get to use the Hello Tushy. <laughs> yeah. So I know exactly what you're talking about when you say you look forward to using it. Yeah. Uh, here's how the Never Not Funny fan and listener you don't even have to be a fan uh, to, to get this. You just have to be a listener. A grudging listener of Never Not Funny. Uh, you will get 20% off. Hey, that's a great uh, discount. Plus free shipping right now at hellotushy.com slash pardo. This Fiber Monday deal is Hello Tushy's best offer. And even though you might have a butt that doesn't quit, this deal's only good for one day on Fiber Monday. So go now to hellotushy.com slash pardo for 20% off and free shipping. Hellotushy.com slash pardo. Look, whatever you call it, rump, rear, arse, fanny, bum, tush, tushy, tookus, hiney, butt, caboose, here comes Charlie, keister. <laughs> no matter what you call it this Fiber Monday, wash it off with a hello, tushy, day. Hello, tushy. Matt just sang its praises. I sang its praises. Hello, tushy.com slash pardo. Get 20% off on Fiber Monday. Hello, tushy. Better way to clean that can. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the program, episode 2710. Everybody's here. Garrett has not moved in the uh, during the break. <laughs> there was talk of him moving to Michigan during the break, and that did not happen. Um, but we are joined by Lewis Black. Lewis has a brand new special available. I want to say, Jesus Christ, it's on Amazon, right, Lewis? It's on Amazon. It's on Amazon. It's on, there's 147 platforms. Uh, well, you're on the one. And uh, <laughs> uh, thanks for risking your life, I want to say, is the name of it. It was yes. a shot in uh, New Buffalo, Michigan. Yes. Uh, which was jarring to me because when I first started comedy, uh, that was uh, uh, New Buffalo had a one nighter on a Saturday night that we would drive from Chicago to New Buffalo to a seafood restaurant that did comedy. And the 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 money levels, you'd get 50 in those days. If you were doing gigs around Chicago, you get 50 bucks to MC, 75 bucks to be the feature act and 100 bucks a headline. But New Buffalo was an extra half hour drive. So it would bump that up to 75 
100 and 150. <laughs> and so you'd go, I'm doing New Buffalo. And you'd think it was an exciting gig. And you'd still get there. And boy, did I, I don't know if I bombed worse than I ever have in New <laughs> Buffalo, Michigan. Um, so I had a little uh, uh, PTSD. Did I say those three, four in a row, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, watching it, uh, Lewis. But it, I, I very much enjoyed it. Um, and uh, just, uh, I, I will get to, uh, I will ask you some questions about it. Uh, you shot that on March 13th. Yes. Which was basically the day that we all said, we can't go anywhere. That was the end. That was it, right? And you're, in, the and you're stuck in New Buffalo. Well, yeah, I mean, for the, for the night. It was literally whether we, we, and it was a question whether we'd go on or not. There was still some question uh, whether the state of Michigan would shut down the performance. And, okay. uh, and the next night, the performance, which I forgot where that one was going to be, was already uh, canceled. And so did you, uh, when, when you, I mean, because New Buffalo is kind of in between O'Hare in Chicago and then DTW in Detroit. Uh, do you have to hop? Are you on a tour bus for this tour? How are you doing it? I, I've been on a tour bus for about since I've since I've uh, kind of started doing theaters, which about 15 years ago, I've been on a tour bus. So uh, so I O'Hare is the first place in the United States that were apparently, you know, God knows more will come out where there was human to human contact, where the virus was spread from one human to another, right? Where they know of the, the contact. Was it, it was in O'Hare. And we were, and that was where we were going to fly out of. And I was going, no fucking way. Right? Uh-uh. We're good. So I, we took, we took the bus with a couple of the other guys and drove, drove back to New York. When you lose, when you do these theaters, do you have a, do you have an opening act for you or is it, or is it an evening with Lewis Black? No, uh, I had uh, John Bowman. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ, uh, right out of Michigan. Yes, right out of Michigan. John opened for, for me for years. Then, uh, uh, and then um, also uh, during that performance uh, and uh, over the past year or so, it has been um, I, another guy, you know, Jeff Stilson. Oh, Jesus, yes, of course. Yeah. Wonderful Jeff Stilson. Yeah, so two really fine acts and uh, two, two really you know, great headliners on their own. Boy, that's uh, a great show, and then you show up. Um, yeah. That is, um, you know, there's a great Jeff Stilson story about he was working, I want to say, uh, Charlie Goodnights or maybe somewhere else where he was having a real tough week. Uh, he, uh, the middle act was uh, giving him some trouble and, and with not being, you know, he's being hacky and, and making it difficult for Jeff. And I guess Jeff, which to this day, I've never I've never admired anything more, went to the club owner and said, you know, this isn't working. I know this isn't working. I'm going home and just fucking <laughs> left. Love yeah. it. Yeah, that's uh, real. That that you know that 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 I wouldn't have done that. I kind of uh, there's a level of the punishment that I always enjoy. Right. You know? <laughs> it's like, wow, could this be worse? <laughs> Let's see if it's worse tomorrow. <laughs> We've go, but, only uh, gone so far. Did the uh, the uh, and by the way, John Bowman, if you don't know, uh, is a guy like me who is a uh, an expert on the TV show Columbo. John Bowman uh, appeared in an episode of Columbo. So there's a little piece of trivia for you hmm. in Miami Vice. Yes. Right. And then you know? uh, and it was a it still is a great comic. Uh, I've not seen yeah. him like you, Lewis. I've not seen John. It's got to be 20 years since I've seen him as well. Yeah, he's a terrific comic. He's one of those. He's fearless. He's one of those comics who does not. He goes out there and something can happen that is complete. He does goes out without a text. Nothing. I'm going to just something can occur over to the right and he will pursue it. 
like a dog going after a bone. And yeah. uh, he, he really is uh, kind of remarkable. Uh, 100% agree, but we're not here to talk about him and his special. We're talking about Lewis Black's special, <laughs> right? If John Bauman had a special, I would have him on, maybe. Yeah, I'll, I'll let him know. <laughs> yeah. uh, the name of the special is uh, Thanks for Risking Your Life. So uh, uh, the lights come up at the end of the special, Lewis. In fact, this was the question I had the entire time I was watching it is, uh, how many, did, did, the, did the entire audience show up or did a lot of people go, hey, this doesn't seem safe. I'm not going to show up to this thing. No, they had all kind of, you know, it was that thing. It was right before. So it was kind of like they were already committed. Right. A, it's they're committed. B, it's Michigan. You know them. Mm. <laughs> you know, when they're committed, they're committed. And uh, and it's a casino, which is like, you know, I'm planning on losing $2,000 this weekend. I don't even give a shit if that asshole shows up to go on stage, but they're going to give me free tickets to see the schmuck. Right. And then and then it was... Uh, it was uh, so uh, it was about it was pretty much the, you know, it was like 15, 1600 people. Well, Jesus Christ, that's yeah. I, I wonder. What kind, I wonder what kind of super spreader, uh, spreader event that you uh, held there. That's what I'm. Well, it was, that's why, I, you know, it was the thing, you know, that I kind of it was what what, what was interesting was is I I thought about it, except that they had. Already, when I before I'd gone on the stage, I'd kind of walked around the casino, but I was literally like, I already was in panic about this, right. you know. So I had already been, um, you know, I'd already read way too much, so I avoided people. And uh, but they were, you know, they were already there. They were already in the casino. They were already, you know, whatever they were doing, they were already spreading. <laughs> so it was like. Um, you know, it, it had already happened. So, so you're not taking I, responsibility. You, not only like our president, you you accept responsibility, but you're pushing it off on the casino. I'm put, <laughs> yes, I'm giving them for their their first. I'm second. You know, <laughs> right. they they get seventy percent. The seventy percent who didn't get the initial spread, I got the other thirty. Okay. <laughs> Don't you want to put a little bit of this on Bowman and Stilson? Uh, oh, that's I would, except that uh, Bowman wasn't around and uh, Stilson was, was in his room crying. You know, <laughs> he was still worried about the Charlie Goodnight. I would imagine that still rattles him. No question. <laughs> I've got to go on. I got to go on in front of that son of a bitch, Lewis Black. Are you kidding me? Uh, there's a super spreader event occurring here tonight. Right. I have children at home. Um, uh, but no, it was uh, you. You just you felt like we were right at the edge of it. We, you didn't feel like it, you, you didn't know because uh, you didn't know until that Monday when the, when they started talking to us and realized, oh, no one's going to deal with this. And that was the big moment. You know, when they came out and nobody, there was nobody with a stethoscope in fucking sight. <laughs> you know, just a bunch of guys in suits going, yeah, it's really going to work out fine. Don't you worry about a thing. You'll be fucking morons. <laughs> Idiots. I think it's I don't know, Lewis. I think it's going smoothly. I think it's uh, <laughs> I think you're overreacting to these guys. I think they handled it well. We're doing great. Yeah, we've, we've rounded a hundred corners. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I have to wait in line forty minutes to go buy detergent. Everything's great. <laughs> what? Um, I, I, I the, the the last thing technically about the special that fascinates me is at the very beginning you do point out that you're on this tour getting ready to shoot the special. And luckily, there were cameras rolling on this particular night. Were you shooting every night of the special and just coincidentally uh, or not? Coincidentally, no, I guess. Well, he, well here's what happens. I yeah. every uh, we've we've had cameras shooting every show that I've done since 2006. Wow. wow. 
um, or 2007, and partly uh, because they were, A, because we could do it, um, B, it allowed certain things I didn't know, we didn't, you know, because the cameras were, you know, in, in essence, fairly inexpensive. You know, it was when the, when the camera all of a sudden made, so I could shoot myself, you know, in the course of a year, it had paid for itself 25 times. Yeah, so, yeah. so I had a record really of what I was doing, B, and then B, um, a, a few years later, uh, about well, a, a while later, I started doing these uh, reading rants that the uh, folks wrote, that uh, the audience was writing. So um, those were being, um, those cameras were used to live stream those rants throughout mm -hmm. the world. Uh, and so that was what was going on. We had the uh, live, you know, so they were, so those two cameras were always on. So we were doing it. I literally thought, Jimmy, that we were going to shoot this thing in, um, in August or September at the National Comedy Center. Right. Uh, which I've, I've, I've had a, a relationship with, and I thought that would be a great place to do it. And, uh, and it was going to be one of those things where, you know, I finish it up and, you know, I finish up the, the special of like, you know, really, I was right at the point where the, the, uh, the special had been written in my head. I don't write on stage. I don't write stuff down. I, I take little notes and stuff. But I knew pretty much what it was going to be. And then I was going to start putting in other things that would be in the next show, and then by the time we did the special, I would have like a half hour, 40 minutes for the next show to start. And we could start working on the next special. Right. So, uh, but what, what occurred was, is I realized, you know, uh, we, we kind of, that night we go in there um, and we, we, we have two other cameras there by accident. I mean, not by a casino. So they've got the cameras on. The, uh, the the big screen cameras, right? So that the audience in the back who are getting screwed can see you, or or also as you know, the people who are sitting up front uh, will look at that because it's wow, what a great TV set. <laughs> they don't look at you even, right? And so, so we had the four cameras. I finished up. We had no plans to do that as a special because the, you know you got it's got none of the high tech. You know, so the people I've already, you know, you read these kind of comments that people have. Well, you know, it was, well, fuck you, you idiot. We had no fucking, you know, that was what you got. All right. right. So I told you already, you know, we were we were lucky we got what we got. There's no like I made the choice. Gee, no light on the audience. I, mean, I would like to make that choice. But, you know, you don't sell it in part to Netflix or or other places if you don't do that. Um, so. Uh, so we, we didn't have uh, the light on the audience. The audience isn't mic'd. Um, and uh, so a lot of the shots, every so often we end a shot from behind me, you know, I'll finish up. The, the edit it becomes an edit from it's behind me is the camera. Then we mm -hmm. go back. Um, and I finished up that night and walked into the, uh, to the, uh, the green room. And uh, Stilson was there who'd been watching it. And he said, you got the special. That's the special. And I went, you're out of your mind. And he went, no, that's it. You've got it. It's all there. It was, it was literally, uh, I knew I had, um, in terms of the monologue, in terms of what I wanted to say, I said it. I nailed about 95% of the way in which it would have been had I right. done it th three or four months later. And, uh, and so the guys, you know, eventually they took it back. Uh, the ones who who looked at the tech end of it and looked at all the footage and said, you know, we can do this. 
And that's well, how will, it came to be. I'll say this about that, Lewis. I actually appreciated that it looked raw and that I didn't get shots of some guy laughing in, in the audience. And, you know, the camera's on you and we're and we're watching comedy. And I don't I don't give a shit what some guy in a hat in the third row thinks. And whenever they cut to those shots, like I always think I don't think he's reacting to this joke anyway. It's yeah. an insert. So I appreciated that it was uh, and it kind of did look like it was at times those cameras that you put up on the big screen next to you. And uh, to that point, I, I I liked that it didn't have the slickness of other specials. So that's very kind. Thank uh, you. So ignore uh, those comments and yeah. listen to what I say. I, what I, do. I, what <laughs> I say is most important. <laughs> well, I, I totally agree with you. And I've always said when it comes uh, to truly the people who I believe are the greatest critics of comedy, uh, you're number four. Jesus Christ. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm honored to be in the top five. I yeah. want to know who number one, two, and three are, certainly. I can't. It'll take me a week. I'll have to get it to you in a letter. Okay. I don't really <laughs> want to put it on the podcast. That you makes sense. Text it to me so it's private. That. But you understand, I must know who those three people are. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be able to sleep if I don't know who those three people are. Uh, all right, Lewis Black is here. He's got the special. Thanks for risking your life. It's on Netflix. I watched it last night. I do have more questions about some certain things, but let's uh, let's go around the horn. Let's check in with everybody. Of course, we've got the question. Uh, Oliver's question of the week. Uh, and Lewis, what this is, as I mentioned off the air, is uh, my 13-year-old son provides the trivia question for us each week. You'll bet uh, between zero and 25 points. Uh, his word's not mine this week. It's not great. <laughs> <laughs> so... That's his, uh, that's his review of his question in advance. It's not great. Uh, he then also says, and if you need help uh, reading it, because uh, Lewis, my son, has the worst handwriting in the world. Right. Uh, he said, if you need help reading it, uh, just text me, and I'll let you know okay. uh, what, what the words are. So uh, our topic this week is sitcoms. Sitcoms. Very broad. Mm. Okay, uh, I'm going to, and I bet one to 25? Mm -hmm. uh, you can even bet zero. It's your choice. And then uh, the betting will come into play if we if more than one person gets a right or if we all miss it. And then it's uh, whoever has the most points. Well, sitcoms, I if it's an old sitcom, I'll do well because my I still have that kind of memory. If it's new, I have no right. memory and my memory is going. And here's a little trivia thing for all of you. you can while we're in this pandemic and due to the lack of social interaction in a public square, um, we lose, we've lost 20% of our memory. Is that true? That number's accurate? That number is apparently accurate. And you're saying will, 20, it will you, you return. It, it will? Yes. So, hmm. so the interaction, like interacting with people sort of juices our brain to remember things and without yeah. it, we... we yeah, we, well, because something happens, you tell somebody, you know, hmm. because you're sharing, you know, it's like by the time you remember to tell somebody, you've forgotten. It's like... <laughs> You know what I mean? It's yes, that, that whole thing of like, I kind of go, I, you know, it's like, I, uh, I, I can't, my problem is, is I can't remember what I didn't do today. That's the, <laughs> that's the level we're living at. I, uh, so you're telling me that we lose 15% of our memory? You're losing, yeah. <laughs> he gave me the number and I pretended I didn't remember it, guys, for comedy sense. <laughs> Uh, all right, here's your question. Lewis Black is here. Uh, I, I don't disagree, by the way, uh, with what Lewis said. My memory, which wasn't great to begin with, but is, has been shit since March. Mm -hmm. But in honor of that, I'm going to bet 20%. All right. <laughs> uh, here's your question. Um, uh oh. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know what? I don't disagree with Oliver. This question stinks. Oh, it's, I don't think. But you I don't can think, read it. I, I just thought you couldn't read it. 
I think it's uh, I think it might be too easy. Hogan's Heroes. <laughs> um, yeah, you got it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, the sitcom Cavemen. Did we we just talked about this, didn't we? I believe so. Go ahead. The sitcom Cavemen, based on the Cavemen Geico commercials, starred what now famous tuna loving comedic actor? Yeah. Well, I think it's still t- tuna loving. Yeah. Tuna loving. That, that's still yeah. playable. I think not, that's playable. Not not everybody knows the answer to this question. <laughs> I'm oh, saying okay. it's playable because I know the answer. <laughs> I know Jim, loving. Jim, Jimmy knows the answer. Well, I think I do. I, I have to be honest. The tuna loving part of it confuses me. Yeah. Because yeah. um, all I, I think of is Charlie Tuna and he's never in anything. <laughs> no, he, he, he did do commercials. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good point. Um, Oh, you know, I was once on the road. This is a 100% true story. I was up in Reno, Nevada, working with Bruce Smirnoff. Do you know Bruce Lewis? Oh, yeah. And so yeah. I'm up there, and, and, and we went for our dinner break between shows, and he brought his own can of tuna, and he opened up the tuna and then used the tin of the top. You know, the open when you peel off the top. He then used that to squeeze the water out, and I've never been more nauseated in my entire <laughs> fucking life. <laughs> Wait, that, how do you do it? Well, I don't do it because it, uh, I, 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 I don't make my own tuna fish sandwiches because uh, oh. the idea. And I'll be honest, Garen, because of Bruce Smirnoff, oh, because of that situation, I can't eat tuna unless somebody like at Subway prepares it for me. I mean, that is the way you do it. But you don't need to do that in a restaurant in front of other. Uh, yeah, that, that's at the, the table, crazy Matt. Yeah, that's... He did it as I'm waiting for my sandwich and salad to come. This dickhead presses out the, the moisture. No. That's and what was he saving? Like a, a buck thirty-five? <laughs> yes. Wow. Well, well, actually, to your point, Lewis, we're at the we're the comics. We're at the free. We're at the commissary. Oh my god! So you're not even paying. We're not even paying. Get something off the menu, Bruce. <laughs> Guy wanted tuna and he didn't trust them. Oh my, oh my god, god! It was the worst. And then and even other tables are like, "What's that smell?" They're looking around like, "Why is this happening?" Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's... Bruce now lives down in Florida. And I got to assume he's doing well. Well, he's probably down there. He probably has a, you know, a, a tuna casserole concession if he's in the park. <laughs> I do like a tuna casserole. My mom used to make a wonderful tuna casserole when she was alive. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. Uh, my mom did not cook very often. She made about four things. And one of them was tuna casserole. And it was fantastic. My mother made a great tuna salad. She did? Yeah. Wait, now when you say made, Louis, now this leads me into one of the questions. On the special, you talk about how your mom just turned 101 years old, but you just used the word made. I oh, no, no. Well, she doesn't do it anymore. I oh, I see. If she's, uh, and she's actually 102 now. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's great. And in the special, you bring up the point of people should have the decency to die at 65. <laughs> and um, it, uh, I, I, on this show very often, I've said, although as I'm getting older, I'm not saying it as much, but I used to say, we should all just go at 85. Like, yeah. don't, don't put any stress on your kids. You don't want to live older than that anyway because your bones and body don't want to take it. But as my dad's getting closer to that, it's like, well, you know what? I don't like that joke that much anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but with your mom and then your dad also was, uh, was 101 when he passed away, right? Yeah, he was 101, yeah. What the shit are they doing? doing that they're living so long nothing <laughs> nothing uh they didn't do uh they ate as i said they, they ate uh, the food that they ate all the food they ate had preservatives in it everything nothing no farm to table bullshit you know they, they ate food that you know was you know like they, they might as well have been you know preservatives um right. you know they they never went to a gym they never ate quinoa Quinoa never crossed their lips. 
I love turning to that audience and going, they never exercised. So when you're, you know, when you're doing your hot yoga, I really want you to fucking think about that. <laughs> but also, do you want to live to be 102? And also, is your mom happy? My mother, the thing that th my mother thrives on uh, is that uh, as long as my mother has something to be angry about, uh, uh, she will continue to, to, she will outlive the planet. I see. Um, <laughs> right. But uh, you know, she, what's weird is, is she, I've, I've started sending, you know, I'll send out some, that, that it, I'll send out tweets when I see her. Well, the thing is, is in, it, over the past year, I mean, since my father's passed away, uh, I thought, you know, you think, well, that's going to be a tough transition. And it was difficult at first, but uh, she has these caregivers who are unbelievable. My mother looks, my mother looks better than anyone during this uh, transition of this, during this pandemic. She, she has, she's been in lockdown and she's come out like she was at a fucking spa. <laughs> and I show, you know, you show this, the, the pictures of my mother and you would, you don't have any concept that she's on it into. Really? I mean, my, wow. my father didn't have wrinkles. It's, it's bizarre. Hmm. And you mentioned your mom being angry at everything. Is that where you get this from? Is it uh, trickle down to you, or do you get a little bit from both your mom and dad? What do you think? But both. I mean, my mom. Uh, I got. Uh, I got the the sarcasm, uh, and the uh, um, and I'm funny when I'm angry. Mm -hmm. um, she was scary. <laughs> she was angry, uh, but I kind of took. You know, just kind of assimilated. Uh, it and and it came out as uh, a way in which I could I found humor in it right. and uh, and my father had this my 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 mother didn't know when to stop and my father my mother knew my mother knew what the setup was she never knew what the punchline was my father knew the punchline uh huh, uh -huh. that uh, would be the description and uh, speaking of that anger with Halloween coming up you've got to be mad about that snicker bar right Lewis? <laughs> oh the whole thing is. <laughs> <laughs> right, I saw your tweet. You're mad at candy corn this year. I know you get mad at candies occasionally. Well, candy corn, I've been, I, I, you know, that it was one of the one of the first things that people glommed onto my act. I became like I became kind of where people go, Jesus, what a great patty. Boy, he hates candy corn. I thought, well, fuck him. How how could I have been the first comic who fucking <laughs> did a, did five minutes on candy corn? But I'd mind that son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> shit ass corn corn that tastes like candy fuck you <laughs> and every year we do it every year we put you put your hand in that bowl thinking oh it's gonna taste then you put it in your mouth and son of a bitch it's like it's that moment of alzheimer's it's a year later you forget I have to be honest. I love candy corn. I, 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 I don't know why, but I understand. I have other things like that where if I'm eating a horrible pizza, for instance, yeah. and I will have this Alzheimer's thing. Used to be, I'll have two pieces and I'll go, this pizza sucks. <laughs> and I keep eating the pizza, hoping by the time I get to the last piece, maybe that'll be the good one. <laughs> and so I get uh, I get mad about that. Uh, just not the candy corn. The candy corn. <laughs> now, most people, it's, you know, it, 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 a lot of people, you know, love a lot, you know, they have a dedication to that. You know, the other reason is because it's not around all year, except now it is. Yeah. Now they've got, you know, July 4th candy corn, Christmas candy corn. Uh, 
you know, they have bacon and eggs, candy corn. I, I, had, I took seven bags of candy corn. Somebody, some audience member gave me seven different bags of, of candy corn. A variety of fucking uh, uh, breakfast buffet candy corn. I mean, it was fucking absurd. What, what's the premise behind that? If, you're, if your whole concept is, I don't like candy corn, why would is somebody trying to convince you, hey, one of these seven bags you'll enjoy and, and flip you? No, they knew that I would start, I would pick each one of these out. And, I gotcha. And, and yell about it and throw it off stage, which was, you know, it was great. <laughs> it was a great, it, you know, it was, it was, you know, it was a, you know, especially your audience knows you and they go, fuck, he's got that, look at that, he's got seven bags. Oh boy, he's going to yell for seven right. minutes about the same shit. <laughs> what, uh, you know, a similar one is Peeps. People seem to either love or hate Peeps. You got mm-hmm. a thought on Peeps, Lewis? Yes, it did. There that's like a, uh, it's like cotton candy, yeah, shaped like a a, 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 a fucking baby chick. What, <laughs> fuck, sick, how demented! I, uh, I'm trying to think of the town it's in. There's it, it a town in um, Crayola comes from the town, and Peeps comes from the town. It's in New Jersey, hmm. small town in New Jersey near New York. And if I had a phone, I'd look it up because I don't remember. No, no. I, from no, what I understand, 25% of your memory's gone. <laughs> uh, Garen's looking it up, though, for us. Garen, look this up. Where did the peeps and the Crayola come from? Yeah. Begins with an E. That much I remember. Lewis, I should tell you this. Our intern, Garen, is not good at his job. So it may take 45 <laughs> minutes for him to get this information. The uh, candy manufacturer was founded in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. But I'm looking to see if they moved or where they're at now. I've been told there's a letter E that starts this. Uh, yeah, and what about Crayola? Look at Crayola. Crayola. All right. Anybody well, else? Elliot, you're always... It's easier. I could go to the Library of Congress. Forks Township, Northampton County, Pennsylvania. All right. So Pennsylvania. Lewis, like maybe you don't know anything about this. Country. No, I do know. He's fucking full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. I, what, listen, when I, was your phone made? Like 1972? <laughs> yeah, he's using a dial-up. He's using a rotary phone. <laughs> he's looking on the bottom of it. Uh, fucking unbelievable <laughs> unless they they tore it out of the city they said no come on fuck you we're taking crayola with us <laughs> you think the two of them got in cahoots and left <laughs> yeah I, it must have been it uh elliot what'd you what'd you find out well it, it looks like eastern pennsylvania right. is related to crayola right there's that i'm not finding i'm not finding eastern relating to peeps there's center valley pennsylvania relating but it's eastern it's eastern pennsylvania that's but and i'm giving them peeps anyway fuck them (laughs) (laughs) why should they have it's where it was they had well they were all over the place when i was there uh and you're in new york currently right lewis that where you live yeah great um and you're in you're in la i'm in los angeles california blustery day today although the wind seems to have died down yeah uh are you guys still going out on the uh, on your patios and clanging pots and pans is that something that's still happening or is that uh is that no we still it was uh, when i got back uh i was out for i took a, a, you know i kind of got out of here um and when i and they were still doing it in uh, a couple of weeks ago really yeah. well good i'm I, i'm glad to hear that because i was i feared that that would be something that uh, while those people are still they're still risking their lives every day to go to work and work the yeah. front lines yeah. it'd be weird to just go no nah, we're good clanking and clapping we're the yeah you know no, I'm glad to hear still, that it's, still it's still it's still out there in in certain areas more than others but it's still oh. out there 
Uh, when do you, Lewis, when do you see, you know, we've been talking about this every week. We talk about it with other comics and stuff. When, when is Lewis Black going to be comfortable enough to go back out and start doing maybe even clubs? I Like Brian Regan's doing clubs right now or, and maybe some of those outdoor shows. No, is yes, I know Brian's doing it. I think it's crazy. I mean, I couldn't. I couldn't either. Uh, I'm going to do it uh, with the, you know, maybe when they launch Space Force. <laughs> you think that's the time? <laughs> if I can get out there, um, mm-hmm. you know, the way I did in Afghanistan, uh, if I can get on the moon in one of those kind of sealed environments, maybe, uh, maybe then. I don't, I don't know. I, I, uh, I don't know how Brian's doing it. I just don't. I'm uncomfortable for a couple of reasons. One, um, I'm in the high risk category, you know, mm. so I'm super high risk. So you go, uh, no, you know, and then, um, and I don't, um, and if I'm going to do it, it's hard to be, you know, unless, you know, Brian seems to be doing it, but I, I just, uh, you know, that you've got it. You're going to do a show, then do another show. I need to, if I'm going to start work, I need to keep working. And that yeah, yeah. doesn't seem to be. If I'm going to start working, I write on stage. So if I'm not writing on stage, if I don't have that place to do it, then right. it's, it's, you know, then it doesn't make sense. I, uh, you know what? I agree with that. I mean, I, I do it the same way, you know, and, and writing is very loosely used as a word. What bullshit that I do. Yeah. Um, but luckily I, I have this podcast where I'm able to be entertaining quote unquote and on, you know, three times a week, but, uh, no, it does. Well, it's, you know, that's the thing. It was finding something. So now what I'm doing is I have, uh, I'm starting to get rants sent in. So I've done two virtual rant casts where mm-hmm. I'm doing what I've been doing before with the audience. Now I'm doing it without an audience, but I can do that. It's like, it's like, uh, what I did, you know, what I was doing in part, uh, on the daily show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I can I have a sense of that comedy when I get somebody's written, you know, they're yelling about, you know, they, they didn't they opened up the jar of peanut butter and it was supposed to be smooth and it's chunky and go fuck yourselves, you bastards. This <laughs> fucking you know how disgusting and you know and they'll go on and on. I know how to read that. Right, right, right. Um, or even the stuff that is, and I like doing it, and <clears throat> is this serious stuff, like a guy who wrote me about the VA hospital and that he wasn't getting, you know, what he, sh- the kind of, um, he wasn't getting the uh, uh, the care that was that he needed. And so I read it, and then I just said to the audience, you know, uh, you know, anybody can help him. Please help him. I can't help him, but I'm reading this so that, Maybe, you know, a lot of there are service guys who listen to my stuff, service women. And I said, you know, let's help him out. You know, so I, I it fills that void. Yeah. And I enjoy it. And it's fun to read the stuff. And then I'm going to hopefully I think uh, I've got uh, putting it, putting it into some small book collections that I'd sell at airports to just to raise money just as uh I, I don't want the money from it just to, to, you know, somebody can get on a plane, read people bitching and moaning for, while they're on the plane. And then uh, and that money would go to a variety of charities. Oh, you know, wonderful. so that's what I'm trying. To, you know, that's the way I do it, the way you do doing that, you know, and it's why I'm doing the podcast. With you. It was like Jim, because it was also, oh, fuck, it's Jimmy. I can get to see Jimmy. Well, <laughs> it was like, no, great. It's not like I'm going to call you up and go, gee, you know, um, 
So how's it going? Are you doing zooms? <laughs> right, right, right. Well, I, 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 and, and as we mentioned before, I, I think the last before we came on the air, I think the last time you and I saw each other, I want to say, was the Chicago Comedy Festival in two thousand two. Is that what really, you have it at? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So almost twenty years. That's been, yeah. but you know, with our paths, we, there's really kind of hard to cross them. I guess. Yeah, it is. I mean, because I've been, I don't spend a lot of time out there. You don't spend a lot of time here, and we just no, have right. not. You know, and if Chicago had kept going, we probably would have seen each other once, once every couple of years. Yeah, the guy, the guy Dan Carlson, who was uh, who ran the yeah. Chicago Comedy Festival, was managing Matt. You know, Dan from uh, the Rosemont Zanies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's no longer at the Rosemont Zanies. Oh, it Ooh. just happened last week, I guess. Oh, that's a bummer. Wow. And, and that's uh, that was sad news to me that he was leaving because he ran a great club, in my opinion. Yeah. And uh, he got comedy, and he knew how to treat the comics right, and he ran the club great, and. Um, he got it. Uh, hopefully, he'll find, land somewhere else because he, yeah. he's one of the guys that knew how to run a comedy club. Uh, all right, let's go around the horn. Let's check in with everybody. Garen Cockrell, we've talked a lot about you uh, and your life before uh, Lewis joined us. So let's uh, get right to your answer. Um, uh, again, the question is, uh, the sitcom Cavemen, based on the Cavemen Geico commercials, starred what now famous tuna-loving comedic actor? Uh... Yeah, are you sure you don't want to keep talking about my move? <laughs> Wait, so you, oh, I thought you knew it. this. I thought you I had. Thought, I, think- I have no idea. None. And this Dude. might this might play into that memory situation because <laughs> I know we just talked about we it. We did but just I talk have, about it, yeah. It's like a eep noise if I try to think of his name. There's nothing <laughs> oh, there. Man. So what, it's a, you certainly have a guess, though. I'm just, I just went with, I don't know why this guy's name popped into my head, Chris Diamatotopoulos. That dude from Three Stooges. Chris Diamantopoulos, uh, yeah. And Silicon, uh, Silicon Valley and uh, that yeah. guy. Yeah, that's my guess. I'm oh, pretty sure actor. it's wrong. But uh, Wow. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Memory, guys. <laughs> and that's the name that popped in your head the most. Uh, I, I, you couldn't even pronounce to, the name, but it popped in your head. I don't know why. You can't I say it. You can't why. write it. Wow. <laughs> How many syllables, Mario? <laughs> <laughs> why is Mario? Wow. <laughs> What? Uh, all right. Well, Garen, uh, I hope you like not getting money because that's not going to happen. I really feel like uh, uh, you shit the bed with that answer. I sure did. <laughs> I've got to get a new cushion for my chair. Oh, uh, boy. Wow. Wow. Got very graphic. Got, got kind of gross right there. Uh, Lewis, what you don't know about Garen is that uh, he was supposed to have moved back to, uh, he's from Michigan originally, but he's lived out here in LA about 20 years. He was supposed to move back to Michigan last week and he decided to not do that at the last minute. Uh, so we're busting his balls about not doing that, although he seems much happier with the decision he's made to stay here. Really? Yeah, I'm with you. Should have gone. <laughs> <laughs> where, where in Michigan? Uh, suburbs of Detroit. Novi, Wixom area. Really nice. So you wanted to stay here with the weather map behind you, whatever. That's the Never Not Funny uh, 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 weather desk sponsored by uh, PopCultureBeast.com. Uh, Garen, do you have a temperature there in uh, Van Nuys, California? Uh, here in North Sherman Oaks, Jimmy, it looks like it's uh, 72 degrees. 72. Matt, that means... I'm it's sorry, like, it's 68 degrees. I take 68. it back. So Matt, you just that means lie. Just, you just make shit up? What? Yeah, he's not good at his job. I can't <laughs> yeah. be more clear. Him moving was the greatest thing that was ever going to happen to this show. <laughs> he could have done the show from Michigan. What's the oh, problem? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were hoping that he wouldn't know how to do that. <laughs> what the, uh, uh, Matt, what do you have there in Sherman Oaks? I, I want you to refresh your weather thing, Karen. I think you're, I don't think, I don't believe you. I just, 
I literally just opened the page. 68 degrees. And, and I got north. 70. This is unprecedented that oh, it's that 70 is. here, higher than there. Full two degrees difference. Goodness. Interesting. Oh. We're a mile apart, Lewis. So this is, this is uh, very strange. Well, it makes me glad that I don't live there. Why? Aren't what? you freezing there? No, just the fact that that becomes a point of discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis, we've been doing this show for 15 years. We've been talking about the temperature for seven minutes kills time. <laughs> yeah, it's like, thrilled we have these apps to talk about. This is, this is our candy corn. Don't take it away from us. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is, we're in a pandemic. Nobody's doing anything, for Christ's sake, Lewis. Yeah. Nobody, I, I'm going to talk about my trip to Target again? I can't fucking do that. <laughs> I planned an entire room move just so we have something to talk about yeah yes, that's a good point the whole, the whole thing was a ruse uh all right well garen we wish you luck with your uh, chris uh, dino stamatopoulos or whatever the hell you guessed um dino tripodis i don't know what the hell you just guessed and that was a comic out of ohio very funny man i don't know why that name just popped into my head uh all right let's check in with elliot hopeberg he's up there the cinnamon stick is that what it says that's what it, yeah mostly yeah your uh, mic is blocking it yeah the microphone's a- blocking it I swap I swap mics out because I've been I've been trying to improve my I'm supposedly I'm the guy who knows all the stuff and I was doing fine with microphone uh, with my microphone game but I uh, needed to up it uh, so I'm I'm going to be ordering a different stand for this so it won't be in the way but right now microphone. We all agreed that uh, seven and a half months into this, this was the time to figure out your microphone. <laughs> I, I'm not entirely sure what somebody said something to me at some point, and then that kind of hit me in the side of the head and make me think uh, I got all I got all uh, uh, up in my head about it, and so yeah. I, I had to, I had to yeah. figure it out again. All right. Well, that, again, to so, use uh, uh, Garen's phrase, that's very on brand for you. You just hear something and then you run with it and think, "Oh, I need new microphones. I better buy 19 of them." <laughs> He's it by he, two. He also, and this has happened many times now, but before you got into the Zoom, Jimmy, uh, he admitted that Garen saying, I can't hear you because when Zoom first connects, that the mic, you know, it takes a second to work. And, and Gar- I was muted. He was muted, and, and Garen said, I can't hear you. Uh, Elliot very self, uh, self-awarely self said, I, I know this isn't fair, it doesn't make sense, but that enraged me that you told me that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I, I want to I lay, lay out a little bit like, I think I responded really reasonably to what Garen said in, in the moment, but then I wanted to just let everybody know, in the back of my head, there was a voice going, what the fuck are you talking about my sound for? <laughs> because <laughs> you can't be wrong that's that's the the crux of I mean, it but it's it's the worst with for some reason and i've said as i said on the program before for some reason the audio thing like telling me i'm too loud or too quiet specifically triggers me yeah it makes that voice go off like louder than any other thing does it trigger you that uh when from my point of view when i see you visually that it looks like your arm your hands and your arm are outlined with a uh, have been outlined with kind of a black magic marker. <laughs> oh, yes. See, now that doesn't. I don't have an enraged voice in the back of my head with huh. that. Okay, that's I good. Can, I can totally that's accept good. that. All right, just checking. Why <laughs> accept that? Not Garen's helpful advice. <laughs> As I said at the time, I fully acknowledged that he was did nothing wrong he was just doing a thing that any human being who wanted to let you know how things were going would do that did not justify any kind of overstated uh, or uh, uh, violent response it was just that in my head that's what was happening well we we've dug into this before and i think it yeah. goes back to something with your father 
telling you you're being too loud or something or something telling like you to that, shut yes. up and so yeah. like the, the the question is now that you know that that's where it comes from how do we get to the next step of you not being angry about it anymore i'm, I'm working on it and i think i've uh, demonstrated that I, that i've made some progress because i didn't when was the last time i actually that, lashed out that's a good point he lashed like out, right he, the he, show. He, well he lashed out at me because my lighting was <laughs> oh, <God. See? laughs> oh you got shitty lighting can't you go find some sort of a bank of lights you all have lovely lights lighting uh, well, and i just made me feel basement. depressed that <laughs> my lighting said, wasn't as good uh lewis he does have horrible bedside manner he, he's a robot that doesn't know how to speak to human beings he really has no clue there is some truth to that i, I can't deny it there's not some it's all truth <laughs> hang on i'm getting what i can only assume is a very important phone call no it's not it actually is but i can let that go to uh it's one of my many doctors uh could oh. be Boombots. not sure could be sugarman <laughs> Um, all right. Sweet, well, Elliot, uh, anything happening there in Palms, California that uh, we should uh, let Lewis Black know about before we get your answer? Well, I got, I got two things. One is save uh, one for the next show. <laughs> well, no, this well, this one is short and it, it applies to Mr. Black oh. and his his memory of this stuff. Easton and Center Valley are within 20 miles of each other. Oh, so okay. so, you know, that's kind of a bullseye. It's just with Pennsylvania, not New Jersey. That's, right. that's that's the difference there. Okay, um, and again, he says his memory's going, uh, Elliot. Let's not get no, angry. It in, and it's Eastern Pennsylvania, I thought. Eastern Pennsylvania yeah. and, and yeah. Center Valley, right. Pennsylvania yeah. is where the peeps are. Yeah. Uh, my peeps, not my peeps. Um, the only other thing I was going to say, well, I guess we could say this, but uh, but I, I managed to break my phone. Managed to break my phone trying to fix it. Dude, you're not a phone specialist. Why are you trying to fix your phone? Well, I, 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 I had taken apart my iMac with all its gluey bits and so forth, and put in you know new memory and a new processor and all that. And I figured I can, if I can do that, yeah, that's, surely that's I can point. fix a phone. Because I was having problems with the. I have this BlackBerry, which is the newer, the newer one, and uh, I love having the keyboard, but the the space bar <laughs> stopped working. Got a BlackBerry? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, uh, Elliot lives I'm gonna, in a two I'm, I'm going to have to lie down for a while. <laughs> <laughs> a guy, uh, I got a guy telling me about my lighting and he's showing me his blackberry. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, like I'm being talked to from another century. Ah, <laughs> uh, there you go. And so uh, what are you going to do? Well, I've I've done a little bit of research. I believe I can actually fix the thing I broke. Like okay. I fixed I fixed the thing I wanted to fix. That is actually working fine. I just managed to tear a, a wire elsewhere while I was trying to get everything else working. I believe with some help from some folks in a forum that uh, I will be able to fix that as well. But it's going to take a couple of weeks for that to show up. So I was stuck using my I'm stuck using my old phone. All right. So when we're texting you or, or need to contact you, we're able to you're you're, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. able to communicate. Absolutely. All right. Thank goodness uh, my, my, my previous phone, it's a Samsung Note, um, is working, yeah. I, so, I echo you get money back when you say this shit? <laughs> <laughs> if only, Lewis. If only. <laughs> if only. <laughs> We'd make a fortune if we could on everything that that guy wrote his mouth about. <laughs> um, Elliot, do you have an answer on this? I'm actually thrilled so far, Matt, that uh, this one proves I to be... I can't believe it. Wait, maybe oh. I'm wrong. No, well, I here's think, the thing. I think you because we just another person it. to be wrong. Okay. All right, what do you got? Well, so I'm, I don't know the answer. Okay. Let's just be very clear that whatever I say next, I don't believe it's the answer. What if you guess what? it right? What, what, what if you randomly well, here's guess the thing. It? So I kind of zend myself out. I'm listening to the melodious tones of Lewis Black and the rest of the crew uh, and let words just come out. So here's what came to me. Gary Cole. 
Gary, the great Gary Cole. Hmm, that's Terrific what actor, came to me. Office Space. Not a bad guess. He's been in a lot of TV shows. Yeah. Yeah. So great actor. Great actor. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know what I've he's seen like every so often when he's on TV, you see him with just a, a bit of tuna fish little tuna. And, <laughs> and a caper. And a caper. And a caper as well. <laughs> he's a class act. Um uh, well, listen, that may or may not be a great guess. Uh, again, I, I'm now questioning how right I am about what I thought was a slam dunk. No, you know it. You know it. Um, I don't right, know why you let, and I are the only ones who remember having the conversation about it literally a week ago, I think. Um, it's 20% of to, my brain that doesn't remember that. The tuna part confuses me. That's the uh, part I'll, that confuses I'll explain, me. Yeah. I'll explain the tuna part. Oh, uh, boy. Wow. Uh, so, well, Matt, then go ahead. Uh, the, the answer is Nick Kroll. And the tuna is a reference to his his oh. uh, his routine with John Mulaney, the Oh Hello show, ah. where, where they talk about tuna all the time. Yeah, I wow. see. That makes sense. Okay, so you're wow. going with Nick Kroll, it sounds like. I am going with Nick Kroll. So my uh, brain wanted to rhyme is what I'm getting. I mean, I re- what's funny is I remember, because, you know, we know Nick, and, and when he got that show, it was like, that's a, at the time in his career, it was like, that's great. You're going to be on a network sitcom. But also, you're on a network sitcom that is being universally, it, it was reviled just for the simple fact that it was based on a commercial. And that just seemed very suspect, I guess, to people. And it, and it ended up not What are you talking well. about? That Green Giant sitcom was fantastic. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. We're saying that all the time. Yeah. Uh, right. He had a catchphrase. He's like, Fonzie, it worked out, the Green Giant. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, Matt, uh, uh, that, Nick Kroll is your answer. Let's check in with Lewis Black at his answer. We'll get mine. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and get the actual answer. Uh, Lewis, what do you got on this thing? I have nothing. I would have said I'd steal Nick Kroll. That's all. <laughs> you I can't think. steal an answer. Can he steal an answer? No, you had to write no, it down before this. You have to have written it down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wrote it on my hand. And then I, and then I was so upset about the, uh, that he had a blackberry that I rubbed it off. <laughs> you have no answer at all? I, I have no fucking clue. The fucking, <laughs> you know, I was on the road then. I wasn't watching cavemen shit. Nope. <laughs> and Lewis, you weren't alone. Nobody was watching cavemen. <laughs> it was, uh, right? Yeah. Wasn't it canceled after like one episode? I, yeah, I, I think I, I think maybe, I don't, I don't even remember. Like, I, I thought maybe I would have watched it just out of curiosity. But I don't even think I did that. Somehow. I don't think I know I didn't either. Yeah. I and I gave dinosaurs a shot. <laughs> Stuart Penkin. Yeah. I don't even remember I to be honest, I don't even remember the fucking show. Uh the commercial. I certainly remember no. Nick Kroll. I know Nick Kroll and I, I, I work with Nick Kroll, but I never fucking heard of the goddamn fucking caveman show. What do you remember the commercials? The Geico commercials with the caveman? Oh yeah, of course yeah. I'm not. You know, yeah. there's, there's a, I've still got eighty <laughs> percent. <laughs> what uh, uh I had a question about something and I just lost what it was. All right, my answer of course is also Nick Kroll. Uh, all right, so let's, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll finish up with uh, Lewis Black. We'll get the answer from Oliver's trivia question. Uh, and we'll do all that right after this. Hey, guys, Matt here with some dates for you. Lewis Black is on Twitter at TheLewisBlack. And uh, you can check out his new special, Thanks for Risking Your Life. It's available anywhere VOD is available. That means Amazon, Apple TV, um, a million other places, YouTube, I think. Uh, so look it up. Uh, I have not yet watched it. Jimmy loved it. I'm going to check it out. I'm sure I'll love it too. And so will you. So enjoy Lewis Black. Thanks for risking your life. Uh, let's see. Garen actually has a, uh, an appearance on a new podcast. Not a new podcast, but he's on the Great American Pop Culture Quiz Show. He's on their Halloween special. 
And you can find that at usaquizshow.com or wherever you get podcasts. And uh, other dates include Jimmy doing flappers. He's in the Zoom room, as you mentioned on the episode itself. November 20th, 7 p.m. show. Go to flapperscomedy.com if you want to uh, join him in the Zoom room. Maybe request a bit or uh, just uh, have him do some crowd work in your face. That'll be fun. And uh, finally, uh, please check out Podswag. They're having a crazy sale on uh, our stuff. 40% off all Never Not Funny merch if you enter the code NNF40. So now is a great time to uh, maybe get one of those Never Not Funny water bottles or a Never Not Funny beanie or a Never Not Funny t-shirt, blanket, uh, a a coffee mug, travel mug. There's all sorts of cool stuff over there. There's a set of glasses. Check out podswag.com slash Never Not Funny and use the code NNF40 at checkout to get that 40% off. Hey guys, quick addendum to the plugs. We are doing our monthly live stream for tier two and tier three platinum subscribers on this Saturday, October 31st, noon Pacific time. Hope you can make it there. There will be an email going out uh, telling you all about this. If you are one of the people on tier three who wanted to call into the show rather than talk to Jimmy privately, and you're going to be in the live stream on Saturday, send us an email at uh, info at nevernotfunny.com. Let us know you'll be there and we'll schedule you in there and that'll make it a lot easier for us to uh, get some of you guys calling in. So uh, yeah, we'll see you Saturday, noon Pacific in the Zoom room. Just go to nevernotfunny.com, click the platinum link and uh, under the bonus tab, that's where you'll find the link to the Zoom room. Enjoy. Matt, I'm going to quote my, listen, I've told you they're one of my favorite bands, Aha. Yeah. They have a song called Hunting High and Low. You know, I'll be hunting high and low. They do it better than that. <laughs> uh, but you know what? I know that you and I do the same thing. We hunt high and low to find 100% grass-fed finished beef, free-range organic chicken, heritage breed pork, and uh, for Danielle, uh, wild-caught salmon. It's hard to do that at the grocery store, isn't it? Well, especially now when you don't really want to maybe be in a grocery store for a prolonged period of time uh, hunting around. You want to limit your indoor uh, time with uh, strangers. And uh, so I, you know, I just go butcher box. So just forget it. Let, let them bring the meat to me. You know what? You, you nailed it. Luckily, today's sponsor, Butcher Box, believes everyone deserves high quality, humanely sourced meats. ButcherBox couldn't be easier. You just sign up, you select your box, and they ship it right to your door every month. And when you sign up right now, you get their steak sampler with six grass-fed, grass-finished steaks. Nice. Because the best steak night is free steak night, buddy. <laughs> Absolutely. That, boy, do I love steak. I have not had a steak. Uh, and maybe ButcherBox will solve this problem for me, but I have not had a steak since this pandemic started. Oh, my because God. Because of, uh, you know. Yeah. You're not going to restaurants, and uh, you don't like cooking meat in your house. That's right. But when I do go to a restaurant, I get a steak because I don't uh, generally uh, get that at the home. But I, now, Butcher Box will solve that problem. Every month, Butcher Box is going to ship a curated selection of high-quality meat right to your home. No added antibiotics or hormones ever. Each box has 9 to 11 pounds of meat. That's enough for 24 individual meals. Now, that could be 12 days. Maybe you want to do lunch and dinner with mm-hmm. that. Maybe you want to do uh, spread that out over 24 meals. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe if there's bacon involved, you're bringing in breakfast into the mix. Maybe there's 12 people in your house and that's just two dinners. 
Well, that's a great point. That's a, well, that's a lot of, that's a lot of people. Are you running an orphanage? <laughs> I'm taking, uh, I'm t- taking people in. It's mostly, mostly, uh, wild dogs, but, uh, they love the, they love the steaks too. I mean, you, you should see them when the steak starts cooking, they go crazy. Oh, I would imagine. And, and by the way, I know that, uh, that that song wild dogs by Duran Duran scares you. So I don't, I, I'm glad that we're moving on from that quickly. Wild, wild dogs. Wild dogs always bark. All right. Listen, you can customize uh, your box or go with one of theirs. Either way, you're going to get exactly what you want. I say it again. It is a no brainer. It's the best meat shipped right to your door, which means one less trip to the grocers. And you got options like 100% grass fed and finished beef. As I mentioned, the organic, the free range organic chicken, the heritage pork, the wild caught Alaska salmon and sugar slash nitrate free bacon. Yeah, baby. That's the best. It's the way meat should be, man. Mm-hmm. It's the most affordable and convenient way to get healthy, humanely raised meat from ButcherBox. You get the highest quality meat for just about six bucks a meal. And they even have free shipping nationwide except Alaska and Hawaii. But Alaska's covered. They got the salmon right there, man. <laughs> yeah. Just step outside your door and uh, stick your hand out. The salmon jumps into your hand. In fact, they can't wait to get into that uh, griddle. Is that how you do a salmon <laughs> griddle? Sure. That's one way. Uh, now, listen, for a limited time, new members get six free grass-fed, grass-finished steaks when they go to butcherbox.com slash pardo. Now, let me break that down for you, Matt. You're going to get two New York strips mm-hmm. and four top sirloins added to your first box for free. Nice. Act quickly. This offer is only good through Cyber Monday. That is six grass-fed, grass-finished steaks for free in your first box. Just go to butcherbox.com slash pardo. That is butcherbox.com slash pardo, B-U-T-C-H-E-R-B-O-X.com slash pardo. Butcher box. A better way to meet. Matt, let's talk about our buddies over there at Quip. They got this great new flossy thing that I want to talk about with yeah, you. Yeah, let's talk about it. It's very cool. Now, listen, these you see these plastic floss picks and stuff. I, I Admittedly, I have them in my car, and then uh, you got to throw them away, and it just mucks everything up. Uh, you know, the, uh, Quip has this new thing that you and I were talking about before we started uh, talking uh, uh, with microphones in front of our faces. Yeah. And uh, how cool this thing is. It's very cool. It looks like uh, Elise noticed that it, it kind of looks like an earbud case, like uh, like you have uh, your Raycons or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a little bigger, but it's 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 got a cool snapshot, like almost. A, I think it's a magnetic snapshot case, uh, and then on the inside, you've got the 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 holder. And then this thing, you just, you, you pop, you press the cue on the holder and it opens up the, the mouth of the guy. And then you snap down, grab your floss, snap it shut. And then you pull and, and, uh, cut off that little segment. And then you're only using that amount of floss, just the amount of from, from point A to point B on the grabber. And you're not wasting floss. You're not wasting reusable plastic, uh, doodads. And, uh, and then that, that the spool underneath is easily replaceable too. So, uh, it's, it's great. It's genius. It's also fun. It's fun it to is. everything you just described is fun to do. Yeah. And, uh, and you kind of look forward to flossing, which I think we could all agree. Nobody looks forward to flossing. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. So you get it in there. You press that cue. You open it up. You get in there. You cover it down. And then before you know it, you're flossing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you're singing a song, man, with, with fresh teeth. <laughs> uh, now, listen, you know, Quip, it's the electric toothbrush that we talk about all the time. It's got the sleek 
look, well, now they got the sleek, reusable floss pick that you'll want next. Uh, as we mentioned, it's got a durable handle uh, that is easy to guide, restrings with a click, comes with a compact mirror. You forgot to mention the mirror, Matt. Oh, yeah, inside the case is a little mirror. So a little if mirror. If you're out on a date, mm-hmm. right, if we're ever out of this COVID, you're on a date, and you go, I got a little something, you pop that up, and you got a little mirror right there, you get up in your face. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a single refill pod that replaces over 180 single-use plastic flossers, so it's better for your teeth and the environment. All right, so this is, uh, let me tell you this. If you're not a pick person, Quip also has a refillable floss string that expands to clean. Pair your floss with the perfect electric toothbrush. Uh, Quip has the simple guiding features you like. Uh, It's got the timed uh, sonic vibrations. Uh, You can personalize your routine with over nine premium brush colors. Matt, you were talking about uh, making them of those soccer team colors that you like, your your Quip brush. Yeah, well, because uh, now I have the black handle with the because it has the Bluetooth sync thing. So that they have Quip has an app which lets you track your brush progress and and actually earn rewards, which is pretty cool. Um, but the handle on that one's black. So I was thinking if I could get a gold top part with the black handle, that would be like LAFC black and gold. But uh, now I just got a, 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 a just one of my regular replacements. So now it, now mine's black and white, which also looks pretty cool. Uh, so uh, I'd like to talk about this further with you off the air. But the point is this: <laughs> okay. uh, Quip is uh, fantastic. We all use them. Everybody here in my family uses them. Over there, the Bellnaps use it. We like the Quip, and now we like this Quip Floss as well. Uh, you got as Matt mentioned, it's got that uh, that new app, the free Quip app that you can get. Uh, so you can get amazing rewards like free products and discounts. Uh, as you track and coach better oral health habits two minutes a day, twice a day. Uh, Quip also delivers brush head, floss, and toothpaste refills every three months from $5. Shipping is free, so you can save money and skip the store. Uh, bring delight to your everyday brushing and join over 5 million mouths. <laughs> brushing with Quip, starting at $25. Now, here's your CTA. If you go to getquip.com slash pardo right now, you will get your first refill free. That is G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash pardo. And you will get your first refill for free. Quip uh, uh, has better oral health made simple. Getquip.com slash Pardo. Uh, again, I use it. Matt uses it. I'm now using this new floss thing. I'm on board with Quip. I'm on board with the app. I like everything about Quip. I'm a Quip guy, Matt. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm, I'll Quip all day. Uh, well, it's Quip this, Quip that, Quip everywhere you want to go. Quip, Quip McDonald had a farm. If you get uh, go to getquip.com slash Pardo right now, get your first refill free. Getquip.com slash Pardo. Quip! A better way to floss and brush. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. 2710, episode 2710, Never Not Funny, the award-winning podcast. Louis Black is joining us. I want to say award-winning comic, but I don't know if that's true. Louis, you've ever won any sort of a trophy or a patch? Well, uh, the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> okay, but I mean, yeah, anything that matters. Uh, <laughs> I did win, uh, I, did, I won the uh, Grammys. Yeah, oh, right. yeah, 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 yeah. I did win the Grammys. I won a, a couple of Grammys, and uh, uh, that was kind of, that was nice. It's exciting, right? It was nice, you know. Uh, I, it, it was one of those things, and and when I realized uh you know, I was kind of like, uh, you know, they have, you go to, I went the first time and not expecting to get, I really didn't expect it just to see it. And it was in the afternoon because they only get, and because they also, I had an invite to go to see the show that night. And I forget there were some folks on it I wanted to see. So it was kind of neat. Uh, but it was, uh, but they had this, uh, you know, it's, there's uh, hundreds of us in this, you know, this room and it's like, 
there are 13 or 15 polka prizes. I mean, it's, uh, you know, <laughs> best modern polka, best polka written by non-polka people, best, best polkas done by people who play poker. It was like fucking insane. But, you know, and you're sitting there and, and then they would have some, you know, spoken word stuff that was interesting. And, and you, you kind of go, boy, the, you know, but then they had jazz. And it was Chick Corea, who I've always admired. And that really, I was like, you know, are you fucking shitting me? <laughs> that they have put, I get why I'm, why, why you know, Schmucky the Clown and the rest of the Dodo birds <laughs> around in the afternoon. But fucking jazz, right. an American fucking, you know, art form. Are you shitting me? And uh, I, I ended up, uh, and then I, I won, but but the, the great part of winning, and it just as big a part of winning was was uh, was that uh, was being I was behind Chick Corea, so I got to or he, he, to talk to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was really really great, and just and just going this is and, and getting to say to him, this is bullshit. You're fucking out here. This is nonsense. That you fucking you should be on tonight. This yeah. is you know. And he, he didn't, you know, he won. He didn't give a fuck. He's not, he's not an upset, you know, angry fucking Jew, you know, he, you know, the world, you know, he gets it, you know, he's, he, you know, he's jazz. It's yeah. like, you know, he's kind of Zen. I'm like, kind of like, but it was, uh, so those were, that was really a, a big deal. Yeah, I would imagine I uh... that and that and, and another great story, just because the, the story is better than the award I was the American Comedy Awards. I was the one one of those. Right. So I'm getting I'm going out. I'm up against people. I really like to tell and uh, and some other guys. And uh, they're all people I really think, are fuck, you know, any of those guys. Great. Great. You know, once again, another trip. Great. Get to take my parents. I call my parents. I go. I'm up for this big award out in, you know, Hollywood, I'll fly, we'll fly out. What do you think? And, uh, <clears throat> and my father was a big George Carlin fan. Huge. Yeah, yeah. So I said, uh, what do you think? Uh, you know, uh, I said, you know, I, I, I said, the one big thing is they're going to give George a lifetime achievement award that day. And dad goes, wow. You know, because at first when I said, come out and see me, he went, nah, I don't <laughs> you know why <laughs> so then i said well maybe you want to see carlin get the award i he went, wow and then i said then he, i said and uh, uh i met him so i i think uh, i i'll find out i think you can meet him he said i'm going <laughs> but he wouldn't go if i if, he's not going for me he's good right. and he got to meet carlin which was really great great right. that was spectacular and carlin spent about 10 minutes with him that's uh, very nice. For yeah. what I understand, I never had the opportunity. I, it was very brief that I met him once at Maryville, Indiana. Uh, but for what I understand, he was always very gracious with the, the younger comics. Yeah, he was really a hell of a guy. Just, um, you know, great. I love And that. really great to my, my pop. Um, and, you know, you mentioned George Carlin, and then you also mentioned earlier the, the Comedy Museum. Uh, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about that, Lewis? Because I, I think this is fascinating. Yeah, the National Comedy Center, uh, because of, in part, exists because of uh, Kelly Carlin, George's daughter. Uh, they came to her. Uh, it's it, it is, it's in Jamestown, New York, which is a city that's like equidistant between, imagine this, Buffalo and Cleveland. Um, and uh, also near Niagara Falls. 
uh, and it's uh, it's a, a, a town that it was also the home, the birthplace of uh, Lucio Ball. Ah. Mm. So for thirty some odd years, if not longer, they, which is how I initially gotten involved with them, they had done um, a comedy festival there, and also had done a uh, they called the Lucille Ball Festival, and they would honor her every year and do all sorts of scenes from things that she did. And they started to build, and now they really do have uh, and, and and have for a while built this kind of museum of like. Uh, the sets that she they used it's like the whole history of that show mm-hmm. and her history is all through this town in these buildings and uh but she'd always wanted them when they've asked her she would always say i don't really want you to honor me. if you're going to do this uh i think it's it's better that you kind of do something about comedy no one's going to remember me and so uh they were, you know, they were looking for things in the state of New York to kind of, um, you know, kind of increase the economy of certain areas. One of the things in terms of Jamestown was to try to find an economy, but also uh, to create a, uh, a vacation place. You know, they, there were enough things around with the, the uh, you know, with, um, with Niagara Falls. There's a casino, there's golf courses, there's a beautiful lake Chautauqua. There's, you're an hour and 15 minutes from the... Uh, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and uh, and so the 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 town itself really, and a lot of the people in that town, the the ones who were, uh, and 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 a lot of people who had lived there came back to help get it started and had financing and and the state of New York basically said uh, if you do A, we'll do B, and then they found the money and then uh, and one of the things that drove the drove the drove it the the engine in part was that they brought Kelly in and said, "What do you think?" And Kelly brought me in and said, "You know, take a look at this." And their plans um, when they took me around with her and some other folks uh, were unbelievable. And I said to her, "If they do half of what they expect, what they are saying they're doing, it would be remarkable." And so she gave all of George's stuff to them, mm-hmm. everything. So there is now a room, which is like the, like the size of a, a small office, larger, where like 15 or 20 people can stand. And there's like two separate areas there and you can both see the same thing. And they have, a, you know, you watch him develop a joke, the little things that he would write. He wrote a ton of stuff on little pieces of paper. You can stand there and press and the little pieces of paper come up with his thoughts on it. Just hundreds of little things that are in there. You yeah. can listen to. He was busted in Milwaukee, if you remember, for uh, the seven uh, the seven words you shouldn't say on television. You they they actually have a recording of that bust. Wow! And it's not just him. Uh, uh, they <clears throat> they've got now all of uh, Shelley Berman's stuff. The Smothers Brothers were there. They've given all their stuff. Mm. So all it's like the Library of Congress of comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not just stand up. It's film. It's TV. It's uh, it's podcast. It's everything, and um, it's completely uh, interactive. And it's it, 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 anyone that has been there has gone nuts over it. And I, uh, it brought friends of mine who are pricks or any comic, and you kind of go there. You know, nobody's you know this personal thing, and everybody gets it. Great. Yeah, um, I don't know. Have you, have you been out there? I have not, uh, but I would like to hear another forty-five minutes about the history of Jamestown, if you would. <laughs> <laughs> 
good lord, I wanted to know about the museum. I don't give a shit if it's near Niagara Falls for 45 minutes. Louis, look to the fuck. Well, you know, you, know I, you edit. All I do is kind of give you a... I'm, I'm painting a fucking word picture for you. <laughs> There's no way to edit that. You didn't take a breath for seven minutes about the goddamn roads. Well, goddamn it, I fucking, you know, look who I'm on with. You fuck me with this goddamn question. I now feel like I got no memory whatsoever. You're fair. You know, you got a 13-year-old kid who fucks me. Just fucks me with some fucking question. Not even a, like a kind of a vague, even, oh, I might remember that. Uh, you're right. Just, In fairness, you know, I'll tell him. I'll tell him. You know, next time, though, and I'll be, you know, fuck you. Don't go there. Okay, don't go there. Now that I've told you the history of it, you don't even need to go. You know what? I feel like I've been there. I feel like I've experienced it. Uh, I actually well, do want to go time, there. Look, next time, fucking stop me. You don't need to listen to my shit. Fair. Uh, all right, here's your answer. Let me get the balabans, uh, the fake balabans. Um, right, I think Matt great. and I are... That, that's what my, uh, my industrial arts teacher wore, those glasses. These here? Yep. Safety goggles? Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. The answer is Nick Kroll. Mm-hmm. And as always, Oliver puts a little note. Uh, no more info. <laughs> That's his note this time. Well, one, th- one thing I think is kind of interesting. I don't know that Nick was ever in the commercials. There was like another guy that was in the commercials. Yeah. No, no, he was no, not in the commercials. That, no. Yeah. And that was the guy who I was trying to. I thought maybe he, it was that same actor, although I guess with with makeup. It could be anybody. Right. Uh, but I was trying to figure out who that guy was. Right. But but he is, uh, he said, basically, if you take out the guy go part, the sitcom Cavemen starred what now famous Tuna Loving comedic actor. Yep. Oh. So uh, he was not suggesting that he was in the commercials. Right. Yep. No, 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 I know. I just, I just think it's weird. Uh, there, maybe the guy from the commercials was also on the show, but it's just, like, they obviously I had to fill out was. the cast. I think, and I think that was weird. Yeah. It's kind of harsh. I don't know. I didn't uh, get into a while. All right. Uh, Matt, what did you end up betting? I went all in, Jimmy. Twenty-five, and I bet I seventeen. So you win. Yeah, I yep. can't see that. All right. Well, that's fun. <laughs> so I can see why you do the show five bucks. Yeah. Well, listen, yeah. Uh, if we're in a pandemic, man. Any little bit helps. Yeah. We, uh, we're not on the road. We're not on tour buses, Lewis. We're not. Uh, yeah. Uh, high well, road. neither am I. I know. <laughs> well, then maybe you would have given a shit to try at least a fucking name for a guest. <laughs> Uh, all right, Lewis Black has been our guest. Lewis has the special. Thanks for risking your life. It was shot in uh, uh, New Buffalo, Michigan. Um, I very much enjoyed it. Uh, Lewis, I, I'm going to say this. I hope you say, I hope you hear this in the compliment that it is. You've kind of crossed from comedian to humorist. And I mean that the complimentary. I don't mean that. Uh, uh, do you feel like you've done that? Or, uh, 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 more of a storyteller along with the making a point? I guess you've always done that in a way, haven't you? Well, no, but I, th- I think that's what I, uh, that's the direction I've gone in. And because yeah. I, I didn't know what you meant by humorist, which meant that I'm kind of like, uh, I'm good on a cocktail napkin. <laughs> you're, Will, you're Will Rogers. You're uh, a guy who is, uh, you're holding court and uh, as opposed to set up punch, uh, which you could get in a club, uh, it, it really feels like an evening with Lewis Black and we're hearing your thoughts and you're sharing stuff with us. Well, thanks, because that's really, I, I really do set out. That's what I set out to do in a special is tell a story. And I was trying to tell a story with uh, with Jamestown. Oh, dude. And I, will, and I will go to my room and, and feel shame. <laughs> because because I, that's what, but that's one of the, the real products of the pandemic is what the human brain will do when given like 20 minutes after I leave you, my brain will attack me for the, the Jamestown story. <laughs> But it's a great that you did it because I will now cut that out. 
<laughs> I will give you credit for it. My pleasure. Uh, and I will tell you, uh, Lewis, to that point, I occasionally, and these guys know this, after something where I maybe say something like that, uh, like that to a guest, I will then go, hey, was that too harsh? This is a time I won't second guess what I said to you at all. I feel you deserve every word of that. <laughs> Uh, that's great. Uh, that is, and I did. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, because uh, I didn't get to spend time with my mother today, so it's really uh, it was nice to hear her voice again. <laughs> Glad to fill that void for you that today, uh, Lewis. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's a pleasure. It was really a pleasure, Jimmy. Uh, all right, don't you run know. away. We'll say goodbye to you off the air uh, officially, but uh, let me close up shop. Hey, don't forget. Uh, uh, I got the uh, Matt will say it about all the uh, plugs, but I've got the uh, another Flappers virtual gig coming up in November. Uh, the last one was fun, so come on out for another one of those things and hear me run my mouth and try to remember my act uh, or stories from the past. Um, and then otherwise, get out and vote, you a-holes. Let's uh, end this nightmare. Let's uh, all get out there and... Uh, oh, God damn it, just fucking vote. Just end this goddamn diseased world we're in. Vote down ballot, too. Yeah, good call, Elliot. On behalf... Of the pop culture bees, there is Van Nuys own Garen Cockrell, the cinnamon stick up in Palms, California, behind Video Village. That's Elliot Hochberg. The Hansa holding down the fort at uh, Never Not Funny headquarters in Sherman Oaks, California. Our friend Lewis Black coming to us from the East Coast. He's got the new special. Thanks for risking your life. Available on Netflix. I'm Jimmy Pardo. Stay safe out there, guys. We'll see you next time on the podcast. AK-47, gone, not forgotten. Love Never Not Funny? For a second episode every week and video of every episode, plus bonus perks, sign up for a Platinum subscription at NeverNotFunny.com. Never Not Funny is executive produced by Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap. Video production by Elliot Hochberg. Production assistance by Garen Cockrell. Music by Daver and Watch It Burn. Copyright 2020, Never Not Funny, LLC. Never Not Funny.